Boy Meets World. Now I get it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I almost messed it up there, didn't I, Bill? How you doing? Lorenzo De Felici. <laughs> Lorenzo De Felici. <laughs> I'm going to be your host, Ryan. Uh, joining me is Bill. Hi, everyone. And TJ. Yes, TJ. How are you guys doing? Doing good. TJ has a beard, everybody. That's a little... It's not... I wouldn't call it a beard. It's scruff. It's, it's a little it's scruff. It's more facial hair than you've ever had, and it's yes. outlining your face. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I've never had any interest in facial hair. But <laughs> it looks but, like it doesn't have any interest in for myself. Sorry, I should, a, I should specify. In, in, in growing facial hair. But uh, yeah, I'm trying it out. I'm going to mm-hmm. wait another couple weeks and either shave it all or maybe just like keep down here. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Can you mm-hmm. hear that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can hear it. I wonder yeah. if mine sounds What's different. That? What is it called? S- SMA? Like, ASMR? Is that what it is? Where they're yeah. like peeling? Yeah. Peeling. Ooh, stop. I don't like that. Stop. You're no, making me no, 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 no. Being in the same room with someone doing that is not fun. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> worse than hearing it. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, we are The Invincible Podcast. Uh, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify. Our website is theinvinciblepodcast.com. Um, we are also The Oblivion Song Podcast. But that's on a little bit of a hiatus right now. Kind of. We- so it, it, so if you haven't heard the Oblivion Song um, podcast, well, the Oblivion Oblivion Song, the comic book uh, is taking. Um, what, is it officially four months or three? Um, June. They'll be back in June. Back in June. So we'll yeah. be back in June so from, with that podcast. The, and the last up, the last issue was February, so mm-hmm. four months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we posted on Twitter that, and we said in the in the uh, podcast that we're going to be taking a little bit of a break mm-hmm. uh, because we go live. We Send out an episode after the newest issue comes out, and, and we it's kind of nice feedback. having that. It's kind of nice having that like episode twenty four, issue twenty four. Yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like it's nice yeah. being able to have that consistency. But we got some feedback of people that didn't, that weren't happy with us taking a break. So, <laughs> which so is we, nice. We're, we're thinking of ways to do a little something, a little bonus episode, a little little something special, a little something something. Yeah, and it will not be numbered. Well, no, 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 no. just like right. we've done, we've done non-numbered episodes of this episode. What it'll end up being is, um, little something for our two-year anniversary and for our upcoming twenty-fifth episode. That's right. So yeah, because it's the twenty-fifth issue coming out next, which is a great time to jump into Oblivion Song if you haven't read it yet. Yep. So winner, uh, oh, show. Isn't the trade coming out, or did it in a couple weeks? Okay, yep. it's weird that it didn't come out. At the no, it always comes out the following month. Oh, it comes out with the first issue of the next thing, right? Yes, yes but in this case, yeah. So it's going to be out in a couple of weeks, so mm-hmm. you could get all caught up uh, if you're reading in trade format. Uh, so yeah, uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about Invincible's appearances and other comics. But before that, a couple of little news and what's going on in the uh, Invincible universe, if you will. Uh, one thing that came up was a video by What Culture Comics. It's um, this was. Uh, brought to our attention by Ben over from the Nerds Chatting Podcast. 
And uh, this was a video, like I said, by What Culture Comics. You can find it over on YouTube. It's called 10 Invincible Moments That Shocked the World. Did either of you guys get to watch it? I watched it. I thought, I it, was it, a, I thought it was an older video. Really? It was from a while ago. I did not see a date on it, and I don't think I've talked about it on this show, so I assumed... Now, the woman who who was hosting that, has she is she on other things? Is she, like, on IGN? No, I don't... Like, she's not IGN um, I've, I don't, I've, Europe I don't, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I don't recognize her from IGN, so it I don't It could know. just be, like, my stupid American ears, you know what I mean, that... Every, every every English person sounds the same to me, you know what I mean, where I can't differentiate. But it, she sounded really, really familiar. Really? Like she's be, like she does game reviews or something. Hmm. I'm trying to check right now what date that was posted. If you're on YouTube, you can just see. So, yeah. So, I'm looking at published February 29th, 2020. So, mm, that okay. is, yeah, that is new. new. But she did a really good job. Image Comics' phenomenal Invincible series. It's best described as what would happen if you took a hero like Superboy. Yeah, so she goes through and talks about, um, like I said, 10 Invincible moments that shocked the world. I thought she did a very good job. It's very well uh, written. What's uh, her name? Uh, crap, I have it right here. Uh, it's Her Twitter handle is at Zemisco, Z-E-M-I-S. K-E-L. It's Zoe Miskelly. Does it say anything about what she does or what no. she's... No? Man, that's gonna... What's her name? Zoe Miskelly. Miss Kelly. Okay, yep. I'll look that up. Moving yeah. on. So yeah, it was, uh, like I said, very well written um, and very well edited as well. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. It's always fun seeing... Um, other 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 people talking about Invincible and, and putting together, you know, long-form written things like that. So I enjoyed it very much. So thanks, Ben, for uh, bringing that to our attention. Oi! Uh, speaking of videos, though, there was also the video um, uh, that Robert Kirkman did. It was an interview with Jason Latour on his video series called The Draw. Uh, that's D-R-A-W-L. L. You could find that over on YouTube as well. Part 2 um, just came out. Yeah, I was just watching it. I think I finished it before you guys got here. Mm-hmm. Um, in part two, he talks. A, he mentions capes. In the first one, he you know he talks a little bit about Invincible and how you know his writing style when it comes to long form storytelling and yeah. and putting little things in there and not talking about them for several issues and and all that. So I'm excited to see uh, the final third part. Um, you know, so enjoyed that very much. So check that one out. Um, other than that, just a fun little housekeeping thing that our fourth anniversary is going to be, um, March 16th. 16th. Yep. Like what, coming Monday after next? Mm-hmm. Monday after this one? Yep. So, what are you thinking about, Bill? What, what I, day I, that I, falls on? Yeah. Yeah, it was Monday. It's Monday. It's a Monday? Yep. So, uh, that's our... Our four-year anniversary. This is episode eighty-two. Wow! It feels four like years. It feels like longer. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it feels like it's been longer than four years, at this point, at least. <laughs> four years is a long time if you think about it, though. It's weird to think that when like, we started this, I was gearing up to get married, like that. So it is a long time. That's where you put it. You know yeah. what I mean? If you if you associate it with that, but you know. That That's, was a long, yeah. Yeah, but it does not feel like, it feels like it's been like 10 years. Like, yeah. like most of my life we've been doing this podcast. I know. That's what right? it feels like. And it feels like half the time we've been also been doing Oblivion Song, which mm-hmm. is crazy to me that we're going on two years for that one. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, hopefully we'll have... What's weird? I'm bringing it back. Mm. Go ahead, go ahead. What's weird is that we started the Invincible, or we started the Oblivion Song podcast mm-hmm. 
one month after Invincible ended. Mm-hmm. Invincible's only been gone for two years. That's weird to think about. See, and, uh, and does it feel does it feel shorter or longer? It feels so long ago since it we've does had a feel new, longer. since we've had a it new feels, issue of Invincible. It feels like Invincible ended a lot longer than two years ago. <laughs> That's what I'm yes, saying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Isn't that That's weird? weird. It feels weird that we've been doing this without a new issue of Invincible or anything new for two years. That's crazy. <laughs> just, just the random. It says a lot news. of stuff about us, but it also says a lot of stuff about our fans. You know what I mean? But mostly about us. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like grasping at straws here. Um, but we've got a, uh, we've got a, hopefully a video coming, going up this month. Um, I, I teased it a little bit last month and I'm teasing, things, teasing, teasing it a more, right, teasing I mean, a bit more right now, but there's an animated, uh, there's an animated oh, you series mean coming out. Yeah. yeah. Well, like with the podcast too, like there's an animated series coming oh, out yeah, yeah, yeah. when it, whenever it does come out, we're going to be here talking yeah. about it. And, and we've, we've said, we ever get we've, movie news. Yeah, we've said years ago that if, if there was ever, if there was ever a reason to stop talking about Invincible, we would, and we haven't found it yet, but, um, we'll get, th- we'll get there someday probably. Mm-hmm. But right now there's still hope. Um, but moving on, I, uh, I did a little bit of a, a book report. Uh, so <laughs> last month we talked about how I added to our website over at uh, theinvinciblepodcast.com the kind of reading guide, which includes all of the appearances from Invincible and other comics. And uh, I decided to find those issues and uh, read them all. So what I'm going to do now is I'm kind of going to talk a little bit about each of those appearances, what they're like, what happens in them, uh, the artists and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I, I took notes after reading each one. So I'm going to pull up my notes for each one and talk a little bit about um, about each of them. Well, Bill and TJ um, fill the dead ear- air while I do this. So I'm going to pull up the first one. You guys talk. TJ, do you like the animated movie Storks? I've never seen it and I have no <gasps> interest in seeing it ever. In okay. Life. All right. Let me first say that that Storks, as an animated movie, is one of the funniest animated movies I've ever seen. Okay. Up there with one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I just found out not too long ago what else that director has directed. I'll give you... I'll give you... Avengers Endgame. I'll give you three guesses, okay? The director of Storks, one of... I died laughing. When it comes to animated, he could have directed fucking anything. One of your favorite comedies... Of all time, you get, you get two guesses. Go. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, he fucking directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Get him to the Greek. He also directed, I think he directed um, the first Muppet movie too. Maybe even the second Muppet movie. Hmm. Let me see here. He directed. Okay, so he directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Get him to the Greek. Um, Neighbors one and two. Storks. And yeah, that's it. And then he was like a writer on. Isn't that crazy though? Because I was like, man, I really like that movie because it was, we were watching it and I was like, you know, how you fall down the rabbit hole on IMDb and he fucking directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Hmm. Which is an amazing movie. It's such a good movie. So imagine the, <clears throat> the like, Forgetting Sarah Marshall and how good that is and how funny that, like, the funniest moments of that, Storks has that kind of humor, dude. Then why have not, why have I not, like, heard anything about Storks? Why Come is over it my nothing? house and watch it. Come over my house and watch it. Why is it nothing? Come over why my house it? and watch it. We'll watch it together without we, kids. We still need... The three of us to watch fucking um, Doctor Sleep. That's true. Okay, and on that note, TJ, you get the next segue, so start thinking about what you want to do. So, first comic that Invincible appears in is uh, for my little Invincible, like, book report. Uh, 
he guest starred in Noble Causes. So Noble Causes, uh, number three, is kind of touted as one of the first appearances of Invincible. Um, both Noble Causes, number three, Tech Jacket, and uh, an issue of Savage Dragon. It was like 127 or something like that. But anyways. How, the um, first, like... Appearance. It, it, so, appearance. So this was before the comic even came out? Those three comics that I just said, yeah, the Noble Cause is number three, um, Tech Jacket number one, and then an issue of uh, Savage Dragon. All three of them have a kind of cameo, I think. So I think because Tech Jacket and um, Savage Dragon came out before this issue of Noble Causes, um, they're not considered the first one. I think Noble Causes number three kind of is the one that's kind of regarded as the first appearance because Invincible actually appears in it. It's not that there's a preview mm-hmm. for Invincible number one in the back. It's that he actually appears in it as did a character. He, I was gonna, he, we've talked about this before, about how I said, like, you have to promote a comic book that's, that's coming out. So I wouldn't, I would never think of that as the first appearance, it just yeah. being an ad. Yeah. So it's, so it's that it's, makes it's more the, sense now. It's the, yeah. That, and that's one, one thing that I never quite knew why it was yeah. considered one or the other. So the first time he actually appeared in a physical comic, even though it was a preview was one of the other ones, but mm-hmm. noble causes number three being one where the character actually makes an appearance. That's the first time he's ever made an appearance in any comic book, right? even before his own. Then I consider this the first appearance of invincible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I would say too. Not with, which is why this issue is insanely expensive, and I had to find it online in order to actually read it. How so much was it online? Three bucks? Three to buy bucks? <laughs> yeah. But okay. the Noble Causes uh, number three actually has the variant, which has an image of it. So it's a, it's a recreation of Days of Future Past, you know, with Wolverine and Kitty Pride on the cover, with all the different um, mutants behind them. But on this one, instead, um, you know, with there being Savage Dragon and um, Super Patriot and um shadowhawk and everything there is actually an invincible even though his color scheme is like way off yeah well it's white it almost looks yellow. like it's like it's, it's like they it, had it, it almost looks like yet. it's burnt out like from the light but right. it's just it yeah it just looks a little off um regardless though uh in that comic so in number three of noble causes family secrets is actually the tagline under it um there's a character that's looking for another character named Zephyr. Now you'll find, like, we're going to learn more about Zephyr. This is her right here on the cover of 37. Um, you're going to hear more about her coming up. But there's someone looking for Zephyr. And it's this, the person, show, it shows him going up to a bunch of different characters from the Image universe. You know, he goes up to Spawn. He goes up to Witchblade, blah, blah, blah. And he goes up to Invincible. And it's just one small panel. And he goes up to Invincible and asks if, he's, if he knows where Zephyr is. And Invincible says, no, I don't. But if you have her number, and then that was it. Mm. That's all. At what is, could you determine a point in the Invincible series that this takes place in noble causes the one that in in the one that i just talked about it would have been early 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 days Mm. probably within you know before nolan's turn the art actually looks rather cory walker-ish so you're looking at a different issue but yeah oh yeah so number three i don't have the access to because that one's crazy expensive and it's called noble causes Mm -hmm. family secrets number three which was kind of a a, a, it's subplot Mm -hmm. when it became a, a a regular series which was years later it was just called noble causes and then that one um, was years later, and Invincible made another appearance in both issues five and thirty-seven. I should I should clear up that um, Noble Causes is by Jay Fairbear, if I am pronouncing his last name right. Probably not Fairbear, Farber. I don't know. It's an AE. <clears throat> Regardless, um, he's the uh, writer on this, and and someone who Kirkman has actually said to us directly on Twitter um, that early in early days of Invincible, <clears throat> he kind of had a pseudo 
universe with Jay Ferber and mm-hmm. his universe and stuff like that, which is why you've seen a lot of appearances by noble causes, um, characters, and that universe that Jay created uh, in Invincible. But <clears throat> moving on, I'm going to tell you quickly about issue five and issue 37, both of which Invincible appears on the cover of. Issue five, he appears and even says guest starring Invincible. It is the yellow and blue costume, so that puts it at before issue, you know, issue 50-ish. 51, I guess it would be uh, more accurate. But in issue five, um, Invincible helps stop a villain from robbing a bank. He punches him too hard and he nearly gets away. You know what I mean? Like they, it's just a quick thing. I think they're in a mall. Uh, Invincible shows up randomly, knocks out a bad guy and knocks him through the wall. And they joke a little bit about how he must've hit him way too hard. And then he flies off and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure you guys had it covered. And that was it. It was just a quick little cameo type thing. Hmm. There's a little bit more in issue 37. Now, this is obviously geez, going from 5 to 37 years later, and this is during Black Suit Invincible. And the cover. And the cover. Is Otley. Is Otley. 100%. That's Otley. Yeah. 1,000%. Oh, there it is. 2008. Uh, yep. Otley, 2008. And that's Zephyr with him. So I'm going to look at my notes a little bit. You guys can flip through that. Um, so, like, yeah, obviously Invincible is on the cover. Otley did the cover. So at one point, Zephyr, that that character Ooh, who Zephyr's kind of who is she see. the main character of noble Causes? she's one of the main characters noble causes is about two families of uh okay. a, a family of heroes and a family of villains <laughs> roughly right and it's kind of like the drama that goes on between them so uh at one point he invincible interrupts a meeting between slate which is zephyr's husband and zephyr's husband's sister who's a bad guy right girl yes dusk is her name so dusk and her family of villains they're the they're the blackthorns they're trying to expand their territory into baltimore and mark shows up and he doesn't like that because baltimore as this goes Mm -hmm. on to further prove is mark's hometown mark is from baltimore and so the villains are trying to move into baltimore and um does and it say Baltimore? Yes. And it says that Invincible lives yes. there. Kirkman said that it's I know, never been it's, confirmed. I know. It's weird. I don't know why they, he's Maybe always by been, him it's never is been this, confirmed. Is this considered it's, canon? It, I think I mean, so. I mean, within this book it is because yes, he has yes. the black suit and stuff like that. But We've we always known it was Baltimore. Yeah, it's totally Baltimore. Because of the um, areas around yeah. the Otley Draws. Um, so Mark shows up because he's going to bring her to prison. Um, Zephyr then shows up, uh, who's, you know, the... the the that's the guy's wife and it's the sister-in-law basically that that yeah that she's trying to break up this fight she actually shows up calls him vince i just said vince been a long time yep gives him a hug because remember she's she was quickly in like they're in issue three they asked if he knew where knew where she was so they there is that kind of connection there he does say in here zeph please don't actually call me vince. sorry they have some history that I haven't talked about yet. Okay. So we're going to get into those issues in a little bit. But Mark and um, Zephyr know each other pretty well. If they, they actually have formed, history, shouldn't actually, we already know that by they now? They actually formed a team. Yes, but I'm not going chronologically in my little mm. report. Um, I kind of am because that first Noble Causes was first. But something happened in between these issues. Because these issues that I'm talking about now are years apart. So anyways, he um, Zephyr shows up, calls him Vince, gives him a hug. Um, Slate sees this hug, punches 
Mark because he's jealous about her going around hugging other guys or something. Uh, there's a huge fight between Zephyr's husband, which is this, he's like, he almost looks like Titan. He's this big rock guy. He looks like Darkseid. Like he looks like he could I be was a thinking dark side on dark the cover. Side and, oh yeah, because yeah. it's a little bit more spiky. That's what I was thinking on the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they actually have this really huge fight. It's actually really good where they're throwing. Holy shit! He throws a cement truck at him. Yep. Or yep. Uh, Zephyr shows up and breaks it up. Um, and Mark leaves to go chase down Dusk, who then obviously got away in the in the in the in the you know in amidst all of this, and. Um, Mark skirmish and, in the skirmish. Yeah, in the skirmish. And then Mark and Slate kind of go like, hey, thanks for the workout, you know, and they kind of, they go their separate ways. Does it, in this so far, did it sound like Mark? This issue, was, I think, did very much. Like, obviously, in Noble Causes, um, Family Secrets number three and Noble Causes number five, he wasn't it, it was just, it wasn't yet. in far enough. It, yeah. it didn't really sound like Mark. It was just him popping in, be like, hey, thanks, and then him bouncing. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, it sounds like Mark, because he's, like, being fun about it. But this hey, issue... Hey, popping in, buy my uh, new series coming out soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this issue actually felt like a, a legitimate, you know, character moment that he had. It looks like it's almost as much as Wolfman, like, between those two comics. Yeah, no, he was in the he's in the entire he's, issue. He's in almost the, the entire issue, minus, like, maybe the first two pages or some shit like that. Yeah, a little bit of sketches in the back of his first His first appearance in that, with the sun oh, yeah, coming yeah. behind him, it looks really, really good. It's Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Like, so there's a, there's a, a full page spread of, is he on a cell phone? Uh, is he on, like, yeah, his he's on the phone. phone? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, so the art is... Uh, Yildere Sinar. So yeah. So that is Noble Causes. I'll be right back with more. So segue? Segue. 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 With TJ and Bill. <laughs> Do we have a new jingle? Sure. Okay, go. Would you rather eat actual shit mm. that mm. tastes like chocolate or chocolate that tastes like actual shit? That's interesting. Mm. Um, I think I'd rather eat the chocolate that tastes like shit. So basically, you're eating shit. I mean, I mean. Well, that's the whole perception it, versus reality thing. If I were to cl- like if shit. I were to close my eyes, now is the consistency like? Is it a turd? Oh, it's got the peanuts in it and everything. Okay, so it's like it's if you were to shit in my hand, like yeah. a nice like you you've had enough fiber. It's not loose. It's like a solid turd, right? Yeah. And I were to close my eyes. With the turd and take it, take a chunk out of it. It's the consistency of shit. Yes. But it tastes delicious. Yes. Okay, but if I had like a candy bar, like a Hershey's candy bar. Yeah. And I take a bite into that. That would be like, like eating eating, eating shit. Shit that was sitting in your hand. Yeah, like real shit. I think I don't think that I could take a piece of shit where I know where it's come from, <laughs> and and eat it even though it tastes delicious. But what actual shit must taste like? Now you have me interested. <laughs> like, I think we need to start a new podcast on this. What does this taste like? <laughs> Please do, because I don't want it to be this one. <laughs> you wanted this, Ryan. You wanted this segue se- segment. Segway segment. The segue segment. The segue segment. We have our uh, the segue segment. All right, all right. I'm putting a pause on it because I'm ready to I talk need about your answer, Ryan. I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk about <laughs> the next uh, the next comic. This is a four part series that all of us here have read at least one part of. This is the Pact, and uh, the Pact it, uh, was a four part mini series by 
um, four different creators over at Image Comics. So we've got, um, uh, well, it's four characters from their own thing. So we've got Jim Valentino um, doing, wait, which one? Was it Shadowhawk? And then obviously um, uh, Zephyr from Noble Causes, which is Jay Fairbear. Um, we've got Fire Breather and Fire Breather. Oh, and um, Fire Breather was, why can't I think of his name? Um, uh, Phil Hester, duh. Uh, Phil Hester and um, Shadowhawk, Jim Valentino, yep. And then um, obviously Invincible, but that isn't done by Ryan Otley or Corey Walker in this sense. That one is done by... Jason Howard, and yep. that was in the back of a comic, wasn't it? Yes, this is collected in the trades for Invincible. So yeah. whether it's Jason hard... Howard did uh, Astonish Wolfman, yes, and also Trees. So um, well, more. Oh no, no, not, to not Robert trees. Kirkman. Astonish yeah, he did Wolfman. Trees. Did he do Trees? Yeah, he did trees. And then he recently did uh, um, Cemetery, Cemetery Beach, Beach yeah. which ended right. It was like a I think short... Trees is ending too, actually. Yeah. Oh no. I'm out of my drink. I you can, you can have some of this this bourbon honey whiskey stuff that I'm drinking. So I'm going to talk. Is that tether tyrant in there? Yes. No shit. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the pact. So again, like I said, it was the four of those creators that kind of got together and said, "Here, use our use my character, and they're going to form their own little team." So it is a little bit of a, like a a, a a mini series of a team up between those four characters: Shadowhawk, Firebreather, Zephyr, and Invincible, and each of their creators wrote one of the issues but it's only those four characters yes okay mainly i'm yes. assuming okay yep. so the first issue was by jim valentino the creator and writer for shadowhawk and so in this one the theme is that or the issue goes that it's father's day and each hero is shown doing their thing um after stopping some criminals eve asks mark um casually about whether or not he accepted or is going to accept robots offer to join the guardians of the globe um, and Mark's unsure at the time, and he flies home to his mom, to Debbie. Um, during this issue, we, we learn about Firebreather's dad, who is a dragon, and he's going crazy, and he's attacking the city, and Mark shows up to help. Um, during this fight, or at least after the fight, they all decide to join a team together, um, but not like the kind of team that actually has like the responsibilities. They just want a team of friends. They just want to be friends and hang out and stuff like that, because they don't get to hang out with other people their age that are also superheroes or something like that so um and then at, and also at the end of the issue mark mentions that he has decided to turn down the offer to join the guardians of the globe which is true yeah so yeah so that's issue one hmm. so issue two which is the one that is done by jay fairbear the, um, <clears throat> the the creator of noble noble, cause. noble causes, um, so in this one, uh, well, first of all, sorry, real quick, at the end of number one, they mention uh, Zephyr from Noble Causes mentions that they have um, her family since they're super loaded has a like a summer house on the moon basically, so they say like they can go hang out on the moon base sometime. I feel like the cover of this has to be a play on something. It looks I very think they, X Men. -ish. I think they all are because the first one is Fantastic Four. Mm. And that one I know is X-Men, I believe. I feel like that one looks like X-Men. I think it's Fantastic Four, but I'm not sure. Maybe. Either way. Yeah. Uh, but issue two, Mark arrives at the, um, uh, the noble family uh, moon base with pizza. 
Uh, they chat about how evil their fathers are and how cool being on the moon is. And like, um, yeah, Mark ruined the pizza on the way. Um, I want to say at one point, right when he walks in, this is when uh, she calls him Vince, where Zephyr calls him Vince. Yeah. So this all took place before that later noble causes issue, oh, by the way. Oh, that and, makes sense because he's in his normal blue and yellow. Yep. Before he went back. Yes, yes, yeah. So this is all... Um, this is all pre-issue 50 of Invincible. Um, Mark does mention to her that he doesn't like being called Vince, I believe, in this one. Um, so while they're, while they're talking and hanging out and complaining about evil fathers, uh, an asteroid goes flying past the moon base and Mark disappears. And it they, turns out he's trying to stop the asteroid. He's slowing it down. and um, He pulls a Spider-Man 2, it looks like. Like he's yeah, literally he's holding, hold, onto he's asteroid. holding on to the asteroid. Yeah, he's saying yep. it's too fast. And uh, and it he 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 steers it towards a deserted area on Earth where no one can get harmed and it doesn't cause too much damage. And then he can, decides to call it into Cecil. Uh, while he's on the phone with Cecil, it's revealed that the asteroid is actually made up of monsters, like these rock monsters. The other members from the Pact, which is the team that they that's what they call themselves, uh, they arrive and they fight. Uh, Firebreather joins Mark, but the other two, um, Shadowhawk and Zephyr, are trapped on the moon um, by some of those rock monsters because they go through the portal. Hmm. Uh, Mark and Firebreather fly above the monsters, and they combine uh, to form one giant monster, all those rock monsters. Mark and Firebreather don't combine. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, I know it sounded weird. <laughs> but yeah, so they they fly above because it's kind of funny because Mark and Firebreather are like we could just fly above them like like they can't get up here but they all form into giant you know rock I can't help but but, but feel like this is it feels similar so the the two things that you know let me tell you what what's what's peak, like is what's it Wolfman. Yes, there okay. is. It, it's the rock monster things from Wolfman that joins that it's not. But it reminds, you, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it reminds you of that where they formed Gorg or whatever his name yeah. is. It also kind of reminds you of Brit with um, not Megalomaniac. What's his name? Uh, it's something mind, like that. The, the, it's not Megalomaniac. No, the mind, it's the, the mind, mind guy, guy that makes the humans yeah, into one into big one thing. big yeah. creature like that. That was awesome. That was crazy. That was really fucking cool in Brit. Yeah. There aren't um, many things, but that was one of them. Yep. Uh, Mark and Firebreather each grab an arm or something like that, and they rip them in half and throw them into space. And that's really just kind of how it ends. To make two more asteroids. Yeah. There really wasn't much more to it than that. Um, the action in it was good, though. I enjoyed that one. That was fun. Uh, then we have issue three. Um, and this one's by Phil Hester, who does um, uh, Fire Breather. And in this one, this one was actually really interesting. It starts off, and there's a fourth member of the team named Petra. And she has this like telekinesis power and stuff like that. And we weren't introduced to her. There, she just showed up out of nowhere. They're all acting like they know her. And um, is this like a Buffy and Dawn kind of thing, where like you've always had a sister? I thought you were gonna, because I literally went to Buffy too, but that's not what I went to. What, what did, did you, you go think to? of? Do you remember, right, Bill? You probably won't remember it, but do you remember a random episode, Ryan, where it literally started, and that nerd from high school was like. The greatest person. He was like a superhero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was basically like the Slayer. Yeah. And, he was yeah. the one that was going to shoot up the school, right? 
Yes, that one? but okay. later on, like, the episode opened up and he's, like, a different character. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? For, like, the first, like, five, ten minutes. And then you realize, oh, it was, like, a spell. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so in this one, the, the, the four normal members and this new member named Petra are all fighting this red demon thing. Dancing. No, it's not dancing. And um, Petra is actually talking to, like, this um, green omnipotent voice that's telling her what to do and how to do things and everything like that. And at one point, this red monster kills Zephyr. Uh, and um, Shadowhawk goes crazy um, because he was in love with her or something, or Mark was in love with her, and they're all acting like it was really bizarre, and I didn't know why. It felt like I missed something, or I didn't know what this, what kind of story they were telling. Um, it turns out this the this the green spirit thing that she was talking to um, is her from the future that that she communes with, and she was basically saying like she's a telepath that she she speaks to her future self. And um, what was supposed to happen was during that fight, she was supposed to sacrifice herself, but instead she chose not to actually go through with it, and Zephyr died as a result. And it turns out um, uh, when she, what was it? She failed to sacrifice herself, and oh, and then she was shown the the future as a result of her not sacrificing herself. And it's a future where all the superheroes are imprisoned, and um, uh, Shadowhawk looks awesome. And uh, Mark is in space, dead, I believe. He's like floating in space, dead, which was pretty cool. It looks like the mar- one of the marks from the alternate dimension with the cape. Oh, he does have a cape, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so she ends up going back in time to the moment when she should have sacrificed herself. Sacrificed herself instead, and it erases her from the timeline so then we find out that uh, in the actual timeline now uh uh, fire breather and invincible are kind of like hey i don't know why but i've had this dream where i remember someone's name named petra and and mark's like yeah i've had that dream before too i don't know what it's all about but i feel i feel really thankful for that person yeah she makes us proud and then that's it i have a question (laughs) Go for it. That sounds like a really cool idea. It was a, it was a really cool idea. Yeah. It was cool. So it's just interesting to think that like in the official Invincible canon kind of thing, this Petra character did exist, but because she sacrificed herself, it she did something to the timeline that mm-hmm. made her not exist anymore, and nobody remembers her except they kind of do. I have a question. Go for it, TJ. I feel as though that Mark. At some point, in order to have a relationship with Zephyr, would have to have cheated on either Amber or Eve at some point. Because he went from Amber never had pretty a really, much directly never had a relationship He didn't have a relationship with, with Zephyr. No, no. In these, would he have in, acted that way around And her? again, the only reason why I said if he, he was, If he in, had a girlfriend? The only reason why I said he might have was in this alternate reality. Other than that, they weren't. They're all good. They mm. seemed a little close yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. So Mark. now, so now for issue four, <laughs> which is the one that we're all kind of fam- somewhat familiar with. The cover is really funny. We'll, you know, play on play on them. Like, just Jason Howard is just awesome, and this looks really good. Um, so in it, the Pact are helping a small town that's been attacked lately. Um, they go underground to find the cause of what's been happening, and it turns out that um, they find uh, the Magmanites there, and they fight them. So. You skip forward a little bit, Bill. They go underground and find mm-hmm. these guys. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means. So Doc Seismic shows up, and he actually 
thanks Mark. He like gets down on his knees and he's thanking him for helping him. He said that he was a nobody and that he was he was out of his prime and that fighting Mark, this was back in like issue like 12 or whatever of Invincible. Like this is early days. So this is all early Invincible. Remember when he fought Doc Seismic at the Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore yeah. and he falls down. Um, he said that fighting him and, um, and, and, and him finding the Magmanites, um, uh, he found a place that he can call home and he's happy to be there and everything like that. And he's a new man and everything like that. So Mark actually sucker punches him and knocks him out and, and before he basically comes to his senses because it's like yeah he's still crazy like yeah he's still a bad guy yeah. it's like just because he's happier now because of what i did to him doesn't mean anything but wait ryan yes what does he say when he punches doc seismic he says out? invincible punch like falcon punch <laughs> and uh they actually they joke falcon about it they punch they, they they joke about it and say that it was corny and nobody liked it but yeah yeah uh, this is included in all the Invincible trades and stuff like that to explain how Doc Seismic goes from assumedly dead at the bottom of Mount Rushmore to in prison, which we later see him in prison. Hmm. Um, there's some really goofy, like, mini comics in the back. Um, there's some, like, games. There's, um, uh, a, a little short comic. Like, there's one about them as babies. There's a short comic about them like teaching kids to duck and cover because Mark might be fighting somebody like when there's a, uh, in, um, a villain being duck fought and cover. Y- duck you know it might cover. be uh, radioactive so you might get vaporized like those kids right there oh my god that's hilarious uh, there's a, a tether tyrant maze it's like Mark has to get home to dinner will he end up at Battle Beast tether tyrant or that Debbie it's like if you're at a restaurant yes and you yes, have totally. one of those mats yep and then there's a there's a uh, a weird little invincible crossword crossword which go ahead and ask, ask some of the questions Bill. uh what is invincible's grandmother's weight <laughs> how red is the fire fire breather breathes what is zephyr's favorite brand of lipstick made of okay so they're yeah, completely it's, it's a joke yeah. yeah and then um and then at the back there's another short comic that's all about no about not smoking and what smoking and how it's bad. And so Mark uses Angstrom Levy to pull Zephyr from an alternate dimension where she's been smoking for like three years or something like that, or two smoking for only two years, and she looks she like, looks like a like, zombie. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. This is part of this comic though. Yes, because the the actual fight between Doc Seismic, like in terms of that, mm-hmm. was the shortest between all of them. Yeah. So this is because it's all. Yeah, Jason Howard doing all. Oh shit! Look, mm-hmm. he, yeah, Fire Breather's giving a description of like like how it's not cool to smoke, and it shows the thing and Fury, Nick Fury and, and uh, Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine smoking with lines through him. Funny. Yeah, and then at the end is just Doc Seismic in prison, saying "fooey" mm-hmm. once lights go out. In the back is the there on the back. There's a joke cover for the Pact issue five, which is obviously never happened. It was they only did four issues, but it was a joke about. You know, um, uh, Omni Man crying at Mark's funeral, which by at the time, Omni Man hadn't come back. He was not redeemed. There was no point to it. So Fire Breather's like, uh, wh- weren't you like, didn't you try to kill him? And he's like, it's complicated. Mark Grayson's tombstone says, his name promised much, but it wasn't just right, for he turned out to be invincible, not, not quite. quite. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a, a, a tombstone at like the haunted mansion. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Funny. All right, that's it for the pact. I'll be right back with more. So, Segway, Segway with TJ and Bill. It's a Segway segment with TJ and Bill. What do you got? So, TJ, 
have this this could be considered something we could talk about after the podcast but well we have to talk about it during the segue okay did you finally fucking catch up on white knight no why god the TJ, you need to. You I need to. There's only one more. Done. You could do that now. One issue. One issue. And that, there's one issue it. left, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you could, but then you could read the last issue as it comes out, not sure, wait well. for the whole thing. Do you, Ryan, and you can just kind of listen to this. But TJ, this Batman, White Knight, and Curse of the White Knight, is as if Batman was written almost like if Kirkman Kirkman was writing it. Like it feels like it as good as Invincible was. But just put Batman and Batman Universe stuff in it. Dude. I've read... I mean, I got you guys in a White Knight. Let's get that right. Okay. Right fucking now. Okay. I mean, I've read White Knight. I know the writing. I know Sean... Sean I've written... I've read... Read other things of Sean okay. Gordon Murphy. I think he's awesome. I loved... I love Curse um, of the White Knight? Curse of the White Knight is, is great so far. In terms of sequels, is the I'll, best sequel I'll I've ever... Up. Dude. It, uh, I know his writing. I know how awesome he is. Me and Ryan were texting each other at like live texting, like as we were reading it, and I was like, I had to stop. I read. I I got to a point. It wasn't crazy. Nobody died. It was just something happened that, unfortunately, like you could say that it's bad, but like, Curse of the White Knight almost feels like pandering. Like it almost feels like fan service over and over and over again. But it's it's like an it's all an an, an unlimited. It, Ultimate universe of Batman, mm. you know what I mean? It's Murphy. Like if they were to like go back to his, like his origin story and like and just completely do change, it all change, over again, change something right, small, right. And but a lot of make it, it very impactful. Yeah. At what? What? I may have heard some stuff. You did? What I the didn't hear, fuck? I man? didn't hear what it was. I didn't hear what it was. I just know something about his origin. Anyways, story. to our to our listeners, if you even if you don't like Batman, just read White Knight and Curse of the White Knight. You don't have to have any association with any yeah, Batman it's very much or, its own story. It doesn't it, connect with anything. Right, but if, if the only thing that you've ever done was watch the movies or watch the animated series, mm-hmm. there's something in this for you. For sure. Both of them. It's fucking awesome. Especially if you have read, if you have watched the animated series. Sean he fucking Murphy loves, loves the, the animated, animated series. series. And he, 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 he brings that into White Knight constantly. What, you're only, TJ's only talking about White Knight, not Curse of the White Knight. I've read the first, what, how, how many issues are there of White Knight? Like six or seven? I've read the first two. Of Curse of the White Knight? Yeah, and there's, oh, some, there's okay. some animated series. There's a there. lot of it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But there's more things, which we'll, which we'll talk about after you read it, unfortunately. Ryan, are you ready to go back? I am back? ready. Here we go. So, first thing we are talking about is Supreme. Supreme, um, it's going to be issue... Issue 66 and 67. This is by Eric Larson. And um, this is... I'm trying to find the first image Eric I want Larson to show you guys. Eric Larson sounds familiar. Because he's the creator of Savage Dragon. Savage oh, Dragon. Yep. There you go. So, in uh, issue 66, uh, a character... And again, I just read these two issues, so I don't know characters' names or the meaning of behind a lot of the stuff. But there's a character that realizes he is in another dimension. He's in a comic shop, and um, he asks about a character named Omni-Man. He's like, the only Omni-Man I know is the one in Invincible. And he shows him the co- the, the, the issue, and it's the issue for 85? 85 of Invincible. And that's a Cory Walker cover, and it looks... Yeah, but that's the actual like, cover. Yeah, yeah, it's the actual... It's like the actual cover. Yeah, they just put inserted mm-hmm. the, the cover into it. And so they, they talk about it being an image book and everything like that. So it, it's like Invincible... Is, like the comic exists in that dimension, but... 
which doesn't make a whole lot of sense based on what I'm about to say. So at one point at the end of that issue, Supreme, who is this character, it's again, Eric Larson's uh, art here, uh, Supreme is beating up Suprema. It's a female version or another female character. His wife? Sister, maybe? I don't know. Maybe this is d- I think a it's domestic a sister. issue. I think it's a sister. Okay. Regardless, um, they get into a, a, a huge fight, and then Omni-Man, Omni, Omni-Man shows up and says, you know, she's had enough. Like, in his and coalition he, costume. And he's grabbing it, his hand. And yes, this is coalition costume Omni-Man. So no feet. So or no a boots. lot of these... Uh, yeah, a lot of these images that I'm going to show you are a little bit out of order, but so the cover is pretty cool. It's Supreme versus Omni Man, and um, and for the most part here, let me find my notes. Um, if for, mo- for the most part, it's just they they fight. That's really just about my notes. Is that there's just a really crazy fight between them. So I, I I saved a couple of these images here to show you what some of these pages look like. So is the guy that was looking at the comic book Supreme? No, I don't think so. That's, oh no, okay. No. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the art was really good. Um, let's see some really cool pages and it just ends with Supreme flying away or being taken away after like both him and Omni-Man kind of like knock each other out. And then this, these orbs come and take Supreme to their mothership and, and Omni-Man is just left like wondering where he went. Hmm. That is it for Supreme. I am ready to talk about the next one though. Because that one's a quick one. So there's no segway. You can do a quick one. TJ and Bill. Bill, have you caught up on Watchmen? No. The show? Why? I I don't know. It's so... Ryan, did you finish? Oh, yeah. I loved it. I couldn't stop watching it. It's so unbelievably smart. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, people were like, yeah, the first... I watched the first two episodes. It was okay. The reason why the first two episodes are just okay is because there's so much shit going on that you don't understand... And then, like in the, like the starting with like the third episode, it really starts revealing one thing after the other after the other, and it's just so stupid smart. And they'll just like put like a little thing in there, kind of like what Kirkman does. Like he'll throw something small in there that you don't even think about, mm-hmm. and then like issues and issues later, he'll bring it back and it'll be something much bigger than you originally thought. Mm-hmm. Watchmen does that so fucking well. I would say that Watchmen season one is the best, one of the best single seasons I've seen of any show. Wow. Yeah, it was very, very good. Um, the next comic I'm going to talk about is Dynamo 5. This is also by Jay Fairbear of Noble Causes. <coughs> and uh, this is kind of another This is another comic, another family of superheroes kind of in the universe of Noble Causes and everything. So to put that in perspective. Um, the first issue, uh, so this is Noble Causes, Sins of the Father. Um Again, it was kind of broken up into arcs like that. So it's the Sins of the Father 1 through 5. And Sins of the Father number 1 had a variant cover with Omni-Man on the cover. Hmm. Um, and Supreme, it looks Supreme, like. Supreme, which is why I wanted to talk to you about Supreme first and Dynamo. So, again, this comic is called Dynamo 5. Um, Dynamo 5 is about the... So the world's greatest hero, think of like an Omni-Man type of character, dies. And when he dies, his five illegitimate illegitimate children inherit his different powers so one will gain flight one will gain strength one will gain the ability to shape change and stuff like that and so on but they didn't know about each other because hmm. he had illegitimate children everywhere so that's kind of cool it's a really i thought hmm. it was a really cool idea so the the, the first issue starts it with looks like we are robin a little bit oh kind of that guy yeah. does yeah yeah uh so the first issue starts with a flashback and um, it's going to be easier to explain it if you 
flip through a bill. Okay. So you you flip through it. This is uh, some giant alien creature. Dominix. Dominix, yeah. And he wants to challenge Earth's greatest hero, right? So Dynamo flies towards uh, to take on the challenge and runs into Omni-Man. Oh. Now, this is a flashback, keep in mind. So this is pre-Mark Omni-Man. And so he's flying along, and they joke about, oh, yeah, he wanted to fight the you know the greatest hero on Earth. And they kind of have that little you know, joke. Oh, shit, Cecil's in so it. And so Dominic's, Cecil's in it with... What's that, TJ? So Dominic's is kind of like a battle beast. Kind of, in that, in that he wants fight, it. It's kind of like a, a chronodial, too. It's like he just wants... Yeah, he's a bad guy. And so Mark or Nolan calls into um, Cecil... Um, a very young Cecil mm-hmm. with the long hair and everything like that. And no scar. The, the No, he has a scar. Oh, he does have a scar. The no, Cecil scar. agency, like the defense agency, has its own version in Dynamo, which is called Flag, F-L-A-G. Um, but it, Cecil tells Omni-Man that they're going to work together. The defense agency and Flag, they're going to work together. So you and Dynamo should work together on this one. So they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. We Let's go fight this and guy. And then they fly, and then Supreme is yeah, there, Yeah, then Su- Supreme <laughs> flies back. This is kind of funny. Because he's like, hey, I'm the strongest. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets immediately knocked away, like backhanded by, um, by what was his name? Dominic's. And... Uh, 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 Dynamo and Omni-Man team up to attack uh, the, the this alien. Uh, and then present day, we find out that the children of this Dynamax alien have come back to Earth in of order... Dominix? Yes. Or Supreme. Of... Di- Dynamix. So again, this this trade is called Sins of the Father. It's about the, oh, the, kids, was... of, the kids of Dynamo and the kids of Dominix okay, fighting it. each other. Got so it. if you look, turn the page here, there's the kids of that guy. So you got oh. the children of both of them. Sins of the father. There you go. So issue two. Oh shit! And Invincibles in this one. Yep. So that I'm... makes sense. The father and the son. Yes. Oh. So, so again, yeah. Isn't Sins of the Father something in Invincible? Isn't that like a title of a trade so. or something? Nothing. No. Um, so issue two, Invincible is on the cover of the main cover. The flashback does continue. The big fight with Dominic's continues. Savage Dragon's actually there too. So if you see in this. Really cool yep. two-page splash of a flashback back in the day of these heroes fighting the Savage Dragon and stuff like that. And then back in present day, uh, FLAG, Flag, makes a call to Cecil and asks for help. Uh, Cecil says the Guardians of the Globe are busy, so they ask, um, so they say, who can you send? Um, and uh, they, uh, they say, hey, we sent Dynamo 5 when all those alternate versions of Invincible attacked. Which, by the way, can you picture these people coming through during issue 60? To help fight all the Invincibles? Yeah. Because they were there. Yeah. Yeah. So they said... I was going to say, they looked familiar. Like, yep. like yeah. yeah. So they... And there's the flashback of it. Mm-hmm. So that, they say, hey, we helped when all those Invincibles attacked. And Cecil says, all right, well, I'm not really t- on talking terms with Mark, but I'll see what I can do. Or with Invincible, but I'll mm-hmm. see what I can do. Uh, then later in the issue, Invincible meets up with Dynamo 5. And um, there, is the, the, that, there is that cool flashback to the alternate Invincibles where... Mm-hmm. Um, they marks it uh, invincible says hey i'm invincible i know we haven't really met but we kind of sort of have and then it flashes to invincible in, in in that flashback the evil one saying my name is invincible i'd ask you for all your names but you'll all be dead in a few minutes and they're like yeah we we've kind of met before but not quite yeah mm-hmm. so there's that kind of comedic moment and then we've got issue three with invincible on the cover of that one he's also on the cover of the variant uh, from here on out, for the rest of this, 
trade. It's pretty uh, pretty thin on invincible appearances. He helps them fight the aliens. Um, uh, these aliens uh, fighting Mark ask him if, or they say, as a Vultramite, have you or have you claimed Earth yet? And they 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 call him embarrassing for for not mm-hmm. basically, you know, being a Vultramite and, uh, and and not claiming Earth as for his own. Um, there's a, uh, a cover to issue four. Uh, the variant is actually done by Corey Walker for issue four. Uh, in that, the fighting continues. And then in issue five, the fighting ends. And after the fight, um, uh, they, they comment that first there's the Invincible War and now this. And, 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 and talking about how all they do is constantly fight and then clean up after all these big fights. Hmm. So it starts off, so as far as Diamond 05 and Sins of the Father and everything like that, I thought it started off really strong with a lot of Invincible references, and then it kind of, you know, gave way, which is fine. It's not their comic, um, but it was a cool appearance and, uh, you know, some some cool covers, uh, some cool variants. And here, let me show you the Cory Walker variant. And I like the characters. I like the art. So this one right here on this side. Cory Walker variant of what? Of issue, issue four, four of, yep. the of, of this noble causes noble causes huh. uh, i'm sorry not dynamo five dynamo five sins of the father um and then the issue three had a variant by um savage dragon guy. savage dragons um, eric larson eric larson yep with uh, with invincible on that as well hmm. so that is dynamo five and i believe that completes the fairbearer tie-in universe stuff so all the noble causes the pact the dynamo five and stuff like that so when mm-hmm. you see those characters in issue 60 of invincible and all that kind of stuff then you can kind of have a little bit more of a uh, connection to them so give me a minute i'm gonna pull up the next one we're getting close we're almost it's done. the segway segment segway with, with tj and bill go ahead tj do you have Anything? one yeah um what is your Favorite Disney movie, Pixar um, uh, era and up. Pick, Pixar like era? Disney, Pic- Disney Pixar. Disney Pixar? I think that's such an easy one. Is it? Maybe it's not. Go for it. What, my, what's, my, what's the first one Instinctually, I would say The Incredibles. Hmm. The first one. It's not mine. Really? Yeah. Can I try to guess yours? Sure. You know what it is, I'm sure. Do I? I don't know. Guess it. Um, is it Ratatouille? Yeah. I knew it. Ratatouille is like Ratatouille one of my so favorite good. movies like just in general. Ratatouille is really good. Who Brad Bird, Brad Bird yeah. did Ratatouille, right? Yeah. yeah. So Who also did Incredibles. Incredibles. Yeah. And Mission Impossible. Ratatouille is, is Mission Protocol. highly Protocol. underrated. Protocol, yeah. Highly underrated. Which? Which Ratatouille. One? Yes. By... Yeah. And I think that's just because people didn't give it a chance because it didn't seem like it's about a rat. You know what I mean? There's no princess or it's prince so, or hero. Another, and... another movie, it's like, for a Pixar movie, it's smart. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't I think, know. I think it's really good. It's Brad Bird. Yeah. Brad Bird's, yeah. So, next up, we've got Savage Dragon. And for those of you listening, um, the, this list is over on um, theinvinciblepodcast.com under reading order, all these appearances <laughs> and stuff like that. You can um, find the issues um, in there. So Savage Dragon, there's a few different issues, and kind of like the uh, back half of Dy- Dynamo 5, these are mostly just fun little uh, guest appearances, not so much on story. 
Um, like I mentioned before, though, uh, Savage Dragon 102 had a preview for Invincible Issue 1, but otherwise there was nothing else um, in that issue. Uh, issue 107 of Savage Dragon is our first uh, actual appearance of Invincible where he is a is a actual character in, in the series. You guys can scroll with these arrows right mm. here to the images. They're all kind of out of order anyways. Um, so in, in 107, he does appear on the cover. Uh, he gets called out of class by um, by Nolan, and this is early early days Invincible. Whoa! He's actually in high school. Um, it's a it's cool because Eric Larson actually drew like you know Reginald Bell Johnson high mm-hmm. school. The exterior and the, the classroom looks the same. Mark's Mark's tag is I'm sorry. Yeah, Mark's tag sticking is sticking out. out of his shirt. Like the the whole Cory Walker homage and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Um, so he gets called out of class by Nolan because Nolan is busy and he says, Hey, um, you know, there's a monster that we need you to help defeat. And, um, can you go meet set, you know, go, go meet up with him. And so in that issue, he actually meets Savage Dragon for the first time proper. Hmm. Like they actually introduce themselves. They say, Hey, blah, blah, blah. then in issue 115, um, you know, what is that? several months later I don't know math uh, he's in the background during a large fight and that's it in issue 115 there's not much else to it um, on issue 139 he's on out world here comes invincible <laughs> on issue, in issue 139 um, he's on the cover this is the one where he's actually fighting the uh, magmanites and so it's interesting because they uh, if you could find that one TJ they're fighting these things called the magmanites but they're also fighting things called Lava Lords, which uh, Lava Lords are a Savage Dragon villain, and they look very similar. And during the fight, they learn that the Magmanites are fighting the Lava Lords because they're kind of like encroaching on their territory mm. or something like that. Um, and then someone named Solar Man shows up, kills both sides, kills both the Magmanites and the Lava Lords, and then flies away. So this ties into the next two issues. So there's this Solar Man character who's kind of a... Um, a character who, uh, what was it? He's basically uh, a vigilante who's killing anyone who's bad. And we find out that in issue 140, which Invincible's on the cover for that one, um, Savage Dragon meets Cecil. Cecil tells them that um, um, Solar Man is, um, is, is that he's letting Solar Man go off. Yeah, he's done some bad things, but basically the whole Cecil thing, right? Mm-hmm. And they find out that solar man is tracking spawn because spawn is a bad guy right and so he's trying to um yeah like left one back one there so he's actually solar man's actually trying to kill spawn so we've actually got witchblade invincible savage dragon they're all trying to help defend uh spawn from this guy because they're like no you know spawn's a good guy now he has his demons blah 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 but you know so, you know, that guy just wants to kill him. Hmm. Um, so then on issue 141, Invincible's on the cover again. Um, in that one, uh, the Savage Dragon actually kills Solar Man, who everybody witnesses him killing him. And since he's kind of a hero vigilante in this universe, everybody is like shocked and villainizes stunned. They, they villainize, Dragon. exactly. They villainize Savage Dragon. Invincible's like, all right, this is your problem, peace, and then leaves. <laughs> and that's literally it. That's it. That's it. So that's all the appearances of uh, Invincible in Savage Dragon, um, mm. with as much as I can kind of grasp um, the story of 
So yeah, again, I thought that everything, it's very early Invincible. I thought everything like him getting changed outside by the dumpster, him mm-hmm. getting out of the classes, um, the mag, the Magmanites kind of tie-in was cool. Um, some good, like the splash page, some good, um, you know, tie-ins and artwork that, that kind of pull it all together. It's always interesting. It's like getting commissions. It's always interesting to see people, you yeah. know, different people draw Invincible. Yep. All right. I'm going to pull up the next one. It's a Segway seg- segment with TJ and Bill. There was a movie by Brad Bird that we didn't mention. What movie? Fucking oh, Iron the Giant. Iron Giant? Yeah. When was the last time you saw The Iron Giant? It's been a while. Yeah? Like a long while. Oh, uh, here's an interesting segue. So, uh, Riker is on book 10 of Cirque de Freak. Mm-hmm. When you find out who um, Harkett is do you remember not really you don't remember that harkett harkett's I mean, the the little the little man the little gremlin dude that that follows oh him okay remember yeah. that it yes. has to do with time travel yes. and crazy yeah. crazy stuff like but that you, you find a lot about you find out a lot in that book yeah you find out a lot about the history between uh was it mr tall and des tiny yeah and mr tiny yeah, yeah. you find out yeah. about there which was awesome but he also started reading um percy jackson so he got the entire like five books or something like that. Now he's like into it. Cool. Yeah. Percy Jackson. I know. Percy Jackson was awesome. <laughs> the the books? Did you read them? The books are awesome. What? Really? Ryan I've, was obsessed. I've, with I've them. not only read them, but I've read like the next all ones the side too. stories. Like yeah. he's Ryan's read everything. I love Greek wow. mythology, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. 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 Uh, TJ, I'm going to have to quiz you on an invincible thing that I can never remember the issue, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it do and it see up. if you're right. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is The Tick, issue 100. Okay. Quite possibly the most random one that we're going to be talking about today. Um, it is literally The Tick featuring Invincible. Like, Invincible's on and the cover. Adam Eve's on the cover. Um, it, the cover of the issue says that in this issue, one of these heroes will die. <laughs> um, it's pretty cool. This is uh, written by Benito Serino. Either of you? Either of you? Written by Benito Serino. I need to see the name. Benito Serino? I don't think so. Serino? Serino. Yeah, I don't know if the, the name is... Yeah. Either way, he is the author, the writer, sorry, the writer, whatever, of Invincible Presents, Adam Eve and Rexplode, oh, okay. and Invincible Presents Adam Eve, and some of the Guardians of the Globe. Guarding of the... Guarding Guarding the, the globe. globe. Yes. So, yeah. So, he is someone who... Like he's he knows invincible. Universe. He yes. knows invincible mm-hmm. inside and out. Um, so he's one of the few people who have written an invincible universe thing, other than Kirkman. Mm. So, anyways, uh, in this issue, this the, this monumental issue for the Tick, the hundredth issue, um, after defeating the elephant, uh, Mark is talking to Eve about how he feels like he should be doing more than just punching random bad guys like this. And then he suddenly vanishes uh, into thin air, just out of nowhere. Um, it turns out that the tick misplaced a teleportation to dimension gun. So it's a gun that teleports you to different dimensions. At one point, so a villain, uh, uh, Chairhead, I forgot or something, what his name is. A villain uses it to summon Mark uh, because he was looking for an evil Viltrumite. There's a mustache joke in there. Like he talks about like, well, where's your mustache and stuff like that. Like... Um, he, we we have to talk about this. This is unrelated to Invincible, but the villain looks like uh 
the Martian, Martian from, Manhunter from the or not Martian Manhunter. Um, Marvin, Marv, Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian. Yeah, and then he, he the jokes green, about it. and then the green monster looks yeah. like the red monster. Yeah, it's that, totally a spoof on that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark and the Tick banter back and forth about the ridiculousness, ridiculousness of Tick's world on the way to fight the villain because he meets up with him. Um, there's a scene where, uh, remember in Invincible and Spider-Man, yeah. you can recognize this already, right? Yeah. Uh, Mark calls them all it goes through each, each of the of ticks names. team members names and he actually like kind of gets pretty close um so that was a fun little like you know callback um uh they go on to fight the villain and his minions does that look familiar that's yep. uh, invincible um uh, they do, they've done it a couple times yeah what issue it's 38 38- that's kind of tough. I know. For a panel. I know. There's, I need to know the context. Two, I know. There's two. So it was... It's it this was, and then at the end. It was kind of, I think it would be 20... Was this when they were on another planet? It was yes. no one with right. Oh, yeah. I think it's 20... It was... It was 28. Really? It's think, it's on the... It's on I think the, it's 28. Yeah. It's oh, on and it shows point. them in the background? It's Nolan and Mark fighting the three... Yes. Viltramites. Yes. Yes. Um, Viltramites. The two... The, yeah, came the on three, the planet. Yeah, yeah. The, the Threx... So I'm going to say... I'm yeah. going to say 28. All right. Uh, it's also in... A, it's like 140 or something like that when they're... Thri- when when they, do them, they, they do the opposite. Yeah. It's awesome. So cool. But that's awesome. Like, look at that two-page spread. It actually looks really good, too. What's really funny about this... Is that every single panel that it's in, whatever is happening right now, and they're demolishing these things, whatever mm-hmm. they are, mm-hmm. they're smiling. Oh, yeah. Both Mark and the Tick have, like, huge smiles on they're their face, grins. and there's blood everywhere. Um, so they go to Mars to stop the villain. Uh, the villain actually kills Arthur, um, the the bunny character from the Tick. The moth. Yeah. Isn't he a bunny? No, he's a moth. I don't know. I he's don't know the, the moth, tick. dude. Is that is that his name? His At, name's Arthur. I just know yeah, that. Yeah, he's known as the moth. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, he kills him. Um, it's funny because Mark calls him a bunny or something <laughs> like that. Um, they go to Mars. They stop the villain. And the tick sends Mark back home to Eve. So, yeah. Pretty much right where they, he left off. Hmm. He gets the gun back. The, 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 the uh, teleportation gun and... Send them back. What would make this really, 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 really cool is if the other things happened in the Invincible universe, like in the comics, like all of a sudden Mark disappeared and then came back, and then like, and we had no idea. Oh, why. yeah. Must see I mean, I guess in the tick, and, and sometimes that does happen, but in this case, like Mark was just fighting the elephant. He does that several times that we've never seen. So you just I guess you're right. That, yeah. I guess you're right. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. So that's it. I've got. A couple more small ones, but give me a second to pull those up, and uh, I'll be right back with those. It's a Segway segment with TJ and Bill. TJ, go. I had the last, like, 15. Would you rather get both of your ears chopped off and you can no longer hear, or both of your legs chopped off and you can no longer walk. I mean, come on. One hundred percent the ears. But you can't. You can no longer walk. Like there's no chance of you getting no, I'm like saying, prosthetic I'm saying legs. I would, I would. I would cut my ears off before my fucking legs. Hmm. But you can no longer hear. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah, but you I, can never listen to thrice or anything like that ever again. You can't yeah. hear anything. Right. 
you'll have a child and you'll never hear what its voice sounds like. Mm. Really? Uh, probably won't have What kids. do you need to walk around for? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you can, go, you can still go kayaking with no legs. Okay, so I'm just kayaking all day, every day. You can do, you can do lots of stuff with no legs, but you can't, you're not hearing? You can't watch fucking movies. You can't go outside and play with your children. You can't... Yes, I can. Yes, <laughs> I can. I, I just watch them play now. It's not like I run around with them. Well, that's not true. I do. Are you ready, to, uh, Ryan? Yes, I'm ready. Wait. The next one up. Did you find the issue, TJ? No, I'm on the verge, though. I know the go, cover. Go I know ahead. the cover. It's just, it's Mark holding the baby. Yeah, I think I was one off. All right. The next one, Bill, is called... PvP, which is player versus player, issue 14. I'm going to hand you this comic. I want you to open it. Okay. Oh, weird. <laughs> oh, really weird. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> so it opens from the bottom. Yeah. Like, to the to the top. From the like, bottom to the top. The like, top. Like, like, but at the top, I stopped. <laughs> at the core, forgotten, in the middle of my like a, Like a handy-dandy notebook. Yeah, that's, that's like. the like best way to put it. Like a handy-dandy notebook, yeah. like a spiral notebook that opens from, like, you know, the top. Yep. So this is Player vs. Player issue 14, guest starring Invincible, question mark. So Player vs. Player is, like, comic strip style, um, like, you know, almost newspaper comic style comic. Uh, so it's that. It's strips, you know, and so on. The um, characters in it are the character, or are all the people in this player vs. player magazine um which is an office building and it's all the different employees that work there and so on now i don't know if these are actual people and this is them kind of spoofing on themselves or if these are 100 percent created characters i'm assuming they're 100 percent created characters um but it's um yeah it's just these characters that are all yeah so really i read the whole thing and it goes through and it's just them just doing random comic strip things like sometimes one story will go on for three pages sometimes one story will go on for two panels and it'll just be a short little blurb like him learning how to drive a stick shift or something like and and so on at one point during one of them they find out that they're because they're um they they cover pop culture news at one point they talk about how they're going to comic-con right let me pull up my notes um it was 29, by the way, that that splash page was, was in. Was it 29? One off. You said 28. Fucking one off. Wow, nice job. So they, they're talking about um, how they're going to Comic-Con and stuff like that. And um, at one point, they talk about how um, uh, how Jade, the, the one of the characters in the comic, should dress up as a booth babe so that she can help get, you know... Um, help bring people to their booth and stuff like that or whatever. You know what I mean? So they mention that, but then that becomes a callback later. So at one point, they're walking around, and one of the characters is like, oh, look, that's Robert Kirkman. And he's like, oh, I, 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 your, your comics are my favorite of all time. And um, uh, one of the characters says, Mr. Kirkman, will you sign my copy of Jubilee number one? And Kirkman's like, you know what? No. I'm not signing any more of those. Yes, I wrote a Jubilee book, okay? It was my first book for Marvel. I know it's a little trite, but they don't hand the new guy Wolverine. You gotta start somewhere. It was just kind of funny. <laughs> uh, it does look like Robert Kirkman. Before you even said that, I was like, I wonder if that's supposed to be Robert Kirkman. Yeah. With the beard and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and the guy, the, the character just goes on to keep talking about Jubilee and Kirkman flips out about it. And then at one point the character says, whoa, is that the invincible artist Ryan Otley? I was say that looks like Ryan Otley. <laughs> and, Kirk, and Kirkman's like, yep, that's him in the flesh. And Ryan Otley's like, hello. And Kirkman's like, hey, did I tell you to stop drawing? <laughs> Otley says, I was just saying hello. And Kirkman says, you can say hello. Just keep drawing. We got a monthly deadline to keep. Otley's like, okay, okay. Uh, then that guy's like, okay, I should go. This is very awkward. And Kirkman says, no, it's just he needs a good kick in the ass now and then. It's been a pleasure meeting you, sir. Uh, at, at one point, Otley says he'd like to go get something to drink. Um, and Kirkman says, yeah, I wouldn't complain if you got me a water. And Kirk, he, Otley gets up to go leave. And Kirkman's like, I, I don't recall saying you should you could stop drawing. And he basically makes Otley walk and draw on his way to get water. Um... So, yeah, and it's just that happening. That's a silly goose. At one point, um, uh, Kirkman says, all right, it's pretty dead right now. Time to pull out the big guns. Ollie says, big guns? And Kirkman tells him to dress up as Invincible uh, to draw attention to the booth. Um, and uh, he, he tells him he's going to have to lose the goatee because the goatee doesn't fit. Um, and then at one point, where is it? Uh, there it is. Bottom, bottom yep, left. Yep. Um, the team uh, tell, uh, uh, what was it? Her boyfriend, He's you know how Jade was supposed to dress up as someone. Uh, they convince her to dress up as someone from EverQuest. Um, her boyfriend gets jealous when he sees her talking to Ryan Otley. Um, and, uh, and Otley ends up beating him up. Otley quits and Kirkman puts the suit on in the end. So... Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's very funny. Yeah. It was funny. I thought it was cute. Cute? Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's silly. Weird we haven't seen that till now. Yeah, see? Kirkman wearing the invincible costume trying to sell sell trades. That's so weird that like I feel like that right there is something that someone somewhere would have told us about. Yeah. yeah. Otley did the cover to this one as well. So, wow. Yeah. It looks very early Ali. It looks, um, it looks he was like... Still, he was signing it Waya. What is it called? I can't think January of the name of it. January 2005. It looks like the um, the Bike Messenger comic he did. Oh, uh, Ted Noodleman? Yeah, it looks like that. Yep. I think he was trying to be stylistic, but it's still Ali. But yeah. it looks like that like comic Sunday comic art. I've got I mean? one more. But go ahead and do one more Go, segment. TJ. What? I did the last one. Um, huh. It's a Segway segment with TJ and Bill. TJ and Bill! Um, I'm going to be ready like in two seconds, so don't kill yourself, TJ. So, if, if you could go anywhere in time in the past to witness one event, what would it be? Oh, my God. I'm not like a huge history buff, so... Aren't you? No. Didn't you want to be a history teacher growing not- up? A long time. How the fuck do you know Because I know things. I remember things. That's I thought like, we were friends. I would go back to that moment. <laughs> be like, whoa. That'd be Bill, like- you need to rethink your life choices. <laughs> They'd be like, what, Ryan? I wanted to be a fire engine. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being a little kid. I wanted that. to be a dinosaur. And then my yeah. dad was like, oh, what movie? Oh, what movie is that? What movie? It's like, you're 18. <laughs> it's time to put childish things away. 
don't remember. Step Is Brothers. It, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. He's like, I'd always bring it back. Step Brothers. It gets better every time you watch it. It really does. It does. All right, so this one is issue 25 of Shudder by Joe Keatinch. This is a a comic I've always considered picking up from the start. Really? Yeah. It's very fascinating scrolling through this or scrolling through it, flipping through it. And um, it, uh, I don't understand it. It kind of feels like picking up a random issue of Saga. Like, it's a very unique world and story. Yeah. Oriented continuation. Yeah, it's all very twisted and kind of like, you know, bizarre. Hmm. And so, give so us the, this is give us the gist. I don't know. Gist is a word. Is gist a word? Yeah, gist is, is an actual word. word? Yeah. yeah. Um, gist. So, Invincible is on the uh, cover of the variant. Um, Brandon Graham, I believe, did this one. Um, but otherwise, the artist in the interiors is Lila Del Duca, and the writer of this is Joe Keatinch. I know that name. Who's that, Ryan? You have a little stupid. You guys know this face. name. I do know that name. He did Tech Jacket. Hmm. Oh, the new one. The new Tech I Jacket. I have a question from him. Do you really? I think I do. He's a writer, so that'd be interesting. Oh no, it wouldn't be him. <laughs> I have it from. He just wrote Nate. Tech Jacket. Yeah, <laughs> he just wrote. <laughs> what do you want, Batman? He writes Batman. <laughs> You should start doing there that to writers. writers that do commissions. I That's know, but you should hilarious. totally do that for writers now. Go to them and ask them to just write. Just write. <laughs> you just, they write I'm Batman punching Superman. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm going to start doing that. Writer commissions. Writer commissions. I love it. I love it. Uh, you may have started something like. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be so cool. All right, so uh, so this is issue 25. Like I said, Invincible's on the uh, cover of the variant. It's a really cool cover. With a mask off. Yeah. Um, Invincible and the other um, image characters meet up with Kate at the diner. So uh, basically the issue starts and she's kind of reminiscing. I think because this is issue 25, it was kind of a monumental uh, issue. The colors in this um, are really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's talking to this other character about how she has to meet up with some friends, and she meet up meets up with them, and um, there's just some kind of like inner monologue going on. And while she's there, it's all the like it's the it's the image universe mm-hmm. sitting there, you know, Shadowhawk and Witchblade and Spawn and Savage Dragon and Invincible, and they're all just kind of sitting there. And um, they ask someone to take a picture of them all together, and then it kind of goes on with the rest of the issue being all weird and bizarre and everything like that. And on the back of the issue is the photo that was taken. Hmm. So it's a cute little, little cameo. Cute. You're using that word. I'm using a lot. the word "cute" again. Uh, the last thing I want to bring up is Monster Pileup, which featured Wolfman, and I was really excited about this one. That's Jason Howard. Yes, because that is yep, that is Jason Howard, and it says all new stories featuring astounding Wolfman, Firebreather, and so on. And I was really excited about it. I got it. It was just the first four pages of issue eight of Wolfman, so I was oh. like, oh. Mm. At the time, it was probably new because yeah. issue eight hadn't come out yet, but. It wasn't. So that's it. Um, repent the first three pages of issue eight. Yep, that was Gary getting the fake ID um, right at, after the funeral for his wife. Shudder, PvP, The Tick, Supreme, Savage Dragon, uh, Dynamo 5, more, Noble Ryan. Causes, and The Pact. We did it, guys. Well, one other one that we didn't talk about, but we've talked about it in the past, is... Um, Marvel team up. Was oh yeah, man. of course. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
that awesome issue of Marvel Team Up. So yeah, that does it for uh, my little book report on the special appearances by Invincible and other comics. Um, before we get to the rereader, I want to read a email from um, an email an email yeah from uh, our friend Kelsey or Vince from uh, uh, Let's Talk Invincible over on Twitter. Hey, don't call her Vince. <laughs> what? <laughs> why? From from, from oh, what comic? I was it like, was why not? To the comic. Yes. Yeah, I don't Zephyr, like Zephyr says don't. Yeah, or no, Invincible says don't yeah. call me Vince. Uh, she says hi again. It's Kelsey or Vince. Uh, writing, uh, finally writing in with some brief thoughts about Invincible and other comics. As a disclaimer, I haven't read all of Invincible's appearances in other comics. Obviously, the Marvel team up issue is the big one and probably my favorite. But you guys already did a whole episode on that, so I'll pass over uh, for now. Haha. <laughs> I recently read the Invincible PVP issue though and i have to say that that was not what i was expecting and yet i still really liked it it was definitely different from the impression that the cover first gave me but i didn't regret reading it one bit pv seems like a delightful book the sudden appearances of kirkman and otley had me cracking up 100 a pleasant surprise and so goofy too then what happens to otley later my god poor ryan I don't remember much from the other crossovers I've read, but I do remember really liking the friendship between Mark and Zephyr in both the Pact and Noble Causes. Them showing concern for each other, calling each other nicknames, god, that was cute. It's nice to see him having a friendship with a female teammate that isn't strictly romantic. <clears throat> Heck, it would have been nice to see their friendship hinted at in the main book. And if not Zephyr, I would have liked to have seen Amber stick around as a platonic part of the cast. But I'm getting off topic. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Love, Kelsey. Thanks, Kelsey. Uh, I agree. It would have been nice to seen to have seen um, like a non superpowered uh, uh, platonic character like Amber hanging around throughout all the craziness that happens mm-hmm. later on in Invincible. Um, it was great getting the call back to see her though, seeing that she was still happy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. All right, let's dive into the reread. Uh, this is issue. I'm sorry. This is volume nineteen. Uh, what was it, TJ? The War at Home? Yes. War at Home. And this covers issues 103 to 108. One of the best covers of a trade paperback, in my opinion. Agreed. This is a very, very cool cover. Um, it's I, got all the main players. Mm-hmm. Everybody you know. <laughs> reaching up like that. It's very... Um, uh, Zombie-ish. Yeah. <clears throat> but they're not zombies. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of... Kind of zombies, but they're not zombies. It just—it has a lot. Like if you were it looks at, very gothic, is what yeah, I'm trying to get at. Very, it almost looks like 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 it's red and black, reaching from hell up at an angel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like but if you and it's also very symmet- symmetrical. Yeah, yeah. But if you were to be, if you it's were to see this cover, and it has Invincible, Angstrom, yeah, Levy, exactly. um, Thrag, Nolan, multiple Battle um, Beast, Battle Beast, and then three different, three different. At least yeah, there's three different there. One, um, two, alternate three, invincibles three. who we haven't seen in how many issues? There's one. Um, uh, 40, 40, one, two, three. Yeah, three. 42 issues. So in 42 wild. issues. So if you saw this volume and you were reading a volume to volume, wouldn't you be like, holy yes. shit, what the fuck is going to go in, go on in yeah. this volume? Yeah. So uh, previously, um, previously, previously, I had talked about my favorite trade, um, the one kind of leading up to issue 
It was like a random one where like no, nothing it was, happened. Well, it was leading up. <laughs> it was leading up to conquest. Yeah. It was the one that ends with conquest's arrival and uh, like the uh, everything that it happens was the one right where before they that. date. Uh, yeah, I love all uh, those. Are, this trade man, I read it in one sitting. And me too, dude. It is so good. It's very it is, good trade. This is like, but what? This, what like? Fuck. That last issue. Oh. Yes, but th- but what this. Giving someone this trade, like when they got to this trade, that is the one where it's like, like peak invincible. Like yeah. you're dealing with some this... of the best art, some of the best writing, some of the best cliffhangers. <coughs> like it's it's so good. I feel like we talk about how there was kind of a lull after like the Viltrumite War, and like when you get into like the '90s, like it's all really good story, but not a lot of like fucking wild and crazy shit happened. You know what I mean? Like some, some obviously like dinosaurs, all that stuff was nuts. But it, I mean, when it comes to like the characters, you know, when you love, like really getting, getting impacted, this is where it like kind of all comes back. Mm-hmm. And then sets this up is like, for... this is like even Angstrom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's so much in this, in and this trade. Robot. And, fucking robot. and robot. Like, yeah. You yeah. could Nolan, say, ugh. literally this entire, if you, Rereading it, it focuses so much on robot without focusing on robot. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like knowing what we know on where robot goes in his story, mm-hmm. they're really setting him up and you don't realize it until you it's know. Funny there are a it's... lot of tells. There are yes. a lot of tells that yes. reading it back you're Subtle. like, Oh fucking dumb. And it's funny, yeah, it's so obvious yeah. knowing it now. Like <laughs> I remember um, during my reread of this, I'm like Mm-hmm. he's very clearly like at one point he has a secret room at one point he's really angry at invincible like for no reason yeah, yeah. And it's just very out of character for very him. out of character for him to get emotional about someone like yeah, that like why the fuck is cecil just allowing him to do this yes. but it's out of character for what we know from Ro- robot before he went to the exactly Flaxen exactly oh it's so, so good yeah all right so let's, let's get into this so we're gonna, we're gonna try and go a little bit as quickly as possible because this is gonna be a really long episode again this is what we do um but issue 103 such a cool cold open um i love angstrom and his cool sneakers um he's just like running <laughs> along yeah running you don't along. know it's, it's uh it's angstrom at first i mean the cover is angstrom and then <coughs> you yeah, would, yeah you would assume i but, wouldn't yeah you know what no, i wouldn't I don't think, why yeah, would angstrom be in this kind of setting it's a very yeah, like he's waving suburban to his neighbor. yeah. neighborhood he's got his hood up waving he's to picking the, up the newspaper the like boy. it's not something you would expect from angstrom and yeah. then he stretches out and you can see his uh his face under his hood. It's good to be back. He walks into his home he's and the orbs are house. everywhere all throughout the house. And he's, you know, pouring his morning coffee. He un- unravels the, uh, and it's the like morning he says, paper. It, it's, it, he says, I can't quite put my finger on it. And his hand is literally on the paper. Um, it's like uh, he, he sees the newspaper that, that announces that Invincible is indeed alive. And it's one of my favorite, like, reactions in this whole comic is... is him spitting out his coffee at reading the paper. Right, yeah. because I think that he was having such a jolly good morning because Invincible was dead. Yes, he's like, just, he, he's he's just free like, yeah. of, of the technicians. Well, I mean, he he was a decent guy, like, before. He, he before Invincible. You know, I mean, before he went crazy and tried, you know. But he, I mean, he was a normal guy. He was just a He's scientist. back in his home dimension and Invincible is no, dead. He has no reason to be a villain right mm-hmm. now because Invincible is dead. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, a scene of Robot Rex uh, sitting in his like command center, hearing the news from around the world that Invincible <coughs> is not only alive, but he is. They're they're praising him for being the one that actually did in fact kill Dinosaurus and put an end to him. 
and uh, Rex is clearly upset about it. Amanda uh, asks, why are you upset? And he's like, are you serious? Why aren't you upset about it? Um, Invincible did all this stuff with Dinosaurus, and then not only is he, like, you know, like we just said on the mm-hmm. news, like, not only is he good, but now, uh, the, not only is he getting away with it, but he's also working with Cecil. How can Cecil be okay with this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So if we remember in the last issue or so, Eve made her engagement ring. Yep. And she was told not to use her powers. Oh. Yeah. Which is why in this next on this next page, she she wakes up with Mark freaking out and crying right. because she's 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 afraid she, just, she hurt the baby. Yeah. And Wait, go ahead, teacher. I'm sorry. I wanted to go back to this conversation. There's one other thing I wanted to say. I I don't mean to go it's back, right. but uh, Amanda says like, "Are you mad because he got the credit?" And yeah, she, yeah. And he, he's mad that Mark got the credit. And the well, he says why, it's not that. It's not that. It's something else. I don't really think it is necessarily that. Yeah. But he wants to take over, right? We know that he. Well, wants he's to take looking over. at he's looking at how flawed the world is. He's he looking at how the flawed the system is. I feel like he wants the credit, but he wants the credit so that the world can start looking at him as that figure, so that he could take over. But he didn't want to be known. Even when he took over, he didn't want to be yeah, known he as the figure that ran. He just wanted to. No, no, that's so. Not, so. No, otherwise, he's looking, otherwise, why is he mad about this? Because Invincible legit, like the the thing that I was upset at with the last trade, like Invincible legit got away with it. it I is know, fucked but, up. I know, but it, Robot has worked with people from the past who have been villains that Cecil has taken on. Yeah, but I think this is this is after how he's... many of them killed millions of people or are responsible right. for the death of millions of people in a world where Rex could fix it. I could fix this all, and instead you're praising the guy that did it. Yeah, I know, but I feel like I, I feel like the villain, reason TJ. I feel like the reason why it came up was because I feel I don't know. I think that's why Amanda said it. So you think that that there was nothing there when it comes to Amanda saying? I really don't think he wants credit. I legit don't think he wants credit. I think that he did want credit, but not for... I think he is a little narcissistic. For, I think there is a part of him that might want the credit, but only because he knows he's doing the right thing in his mind. Yes, I, that, but that's what I'm saying. I think that he wants the credit, not for himself, because but because the credit would would help him achieve his end goal. Sure. It's kind of a self-fulfilling thing. Like, yeah, He I even guess. says later on, like, people praised us. Yeah, he's like, why, she's like, why are you having? We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. But no, I get what you're saying. Because it comes it, back to that. Because he does not, want the it's credit. It's not just he doesn't want to do this. He's not upset because he wants the credit. Just because of that. There's a whole lot more to yes, it. Yes, that's okay, what I'm saying. Okay, it's we're not good. because he's narcissistic. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so like Bill was talking about, Eve's concerned that she hurt the baby when she made the ring. Um, and so Sherry comes over, she checks it and says, yeah, yeah, the baby is fine. Um, but before when I told you not to use your powers, it was just uh, my theory and I was concerned. Um, it turns out, yeah, I was correct. You were very close to hurting the baby. like Sucking the baby dry. Basically, she yeah. said well, that, she said that if you... It's her body dry. It's taking all yes, the nutrients, nutrients out of her body. Which, which her body the, would have looked baby, for other sources for nutrients, which would have been the baby. It means exactly. the baby is not going so to get those nutrients. By using her powers, she could absorb her baby. That's what happened. What happened is that she used up all the nutrients that her baby would have gotten, which it didn't, and then if she would have kept, kept using going. her powers... And that was just a ring. A ring. Just a little bit of, little bit of ring. Yeah. A little bit of ring. Which, obviously, loaded gun, Ryan Wright, loaded no. gun, why would that be in there? Because you can't use your powers. Um, really quick, we can just scroll over this stuff. Thrag saying, you should kill me, because yeah, I, I no will make one's sure saying, that yeah, you'll no die. No one's saying they've already changed, they'll thank me. Um, you're going to, you know, Thrag saying that they'll come crawling back to me. No one's saying that those are the old ways. I'm changing things, and your punishment is that you will have to live to see it. Like, like flat out telling you in this trade, how the book is going to end. Mm-hmm. Those are the old ways. 
Like that, 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 like literally talking about the old ways is one of the things that happens. The moment Thrag dies at the end of this series is Mark saying like, those are the old ways, like, like, like having that whole passion speech, uh, as he's killing him. Um, so yeah, uh, we get to see some William and Rick, um, she's there to basically chat with them about, um, about, you know, not being able to use her powers, um, she wh- finds out that William told Rick about Eve and how she's Adam Eve, and she's like a little upset about it. And she's talking about how like I didn't think that she was referring to that, was it? Okay, I'm not going to be mad. I could probably. Uh, I just want to talk to my normal friends. I'm forbidden from using my powers. The drive over here was yuck, and he says forbidden. Weren't your powers on the Fritz before? Is it not working? And because you were um, and he looks at Rick, pregnant. She's talking about you told him about the abortion. Mm, okay. Because that, that's why the powers are on the front. Because she's the one that flat out says her powers. Yeah. But yeah, she was talking about the abortion and the pregnancy. Um, but regardless, she she refers to Rick as normal. He says, I'm far from normal. And he shows up. Rick shows about um, what D.A. Sinclair did to him. They reference issue 37. Um, and they and then she says that, you know, that they're engaged. Shows her, Shows them her ring. Um, Mark is punching one of the Maulers, says, weren't you dead? You got to read Guarding the Globe, Volume 2, to find out why Maulers back. Um, the, uh, the new Guardians of the Globe show up. Wait, wait, wait. Guarding the Globe, Volume 2, um, did that have to do with, uh, El Chupacabra? Was that, that, was, that was part of it. It was, remember when Mahler had a bunch flood. of the babies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's there's a bunch right. of babies. He basically cloned himself like Duplicate. Yeah. He left one somewhere. Right. And, he, and Mark even references that. He's like, oh, oh he you, du- you duplicated yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did the duplicate thing. Right, yeah. Um, he's like, of course, I'm a genius. Why wouldn't I? Eve is struggling without having her I powers. I love this. I love um, this. She's caught she's in, traffic. in traffic. She can't uh, do anything about yeah. it. It's so lighthearted before it gets crazy. Yeah. Which is just, it's very typical. God, she gets like home, misdirection. walks in the house, and you see the orb over her shoulder, and then you turn the page, and Angstrom's there in his crazy cape, and he's got his little orbs that are holding her up. And um, He said, I was honestly expecting his mother, but this is much more interesting. Yep. Mark, he's like, where's that purple thing? Does that still live oh, here? Oh, yeah, does he yeah. say where's the purple? Yeah, where's the purple baby? Does that still live here? That may have been... No, that purple baby is still oh, here. Yeah. Where's that at? That's so funny. Um, Mark comes home, flies at him, and teleports him to kind of his go-to dimension, mm-hmm. which is the desert dimension. Mark turns the corner to find one of the uh, alternate Invincibles eating one of the others. And he says, oh, good. you've Which there are, it looks there like are many three bodies. other ones. Four. So there are four total well, that are dead. On that Six. page, there's more than that. Though. Right. Well, there's four dead on this page, yeah. And then one eating them. Issue 104, uh, Angstrom standing over Eve. Uh, we find out that uh, the crazy Mark that is... Um, he just talks a lot about eating them. Yeah, like how they he's like, are you real? It's been so long. Yeah. yeah, we were dying. They Mark, fight. fight, fight, fight. Mark goes to fight him. He says, winner gets the meat. Um, this is where we get a lot of interesting stuff. This. Because, because so Angstrom and Eve are talking. And Angstrom talks about how... Um, is it is it this well, part right here? Yeah, because he says that he he, he figures he out that sees she's her, pregnant. He sees her going to use her powers to blast him or something. And he says, him. and he says, I can see through these orbs. You were gonna hit me with my back mm-hmm. turned, but you chose not to. 
you have you must have powers you must be the great adam the mighty adam eve he says and in this dimension dimension you have a mighty waistline too which is strange you're so active in other dimensions but you didn't bother to attack me when i nearly choked you hmm you're pregnant like Mm -hmm. god Mm -hmm. yeah so so he talks about her being pregnant and then he also talks about um how mark is how in an alternate dimension the Mahler twins were going to she was pregnant again and she, she. Oh no! Uh, the Lizard League. The Lizard, Lizard League was he much says more powerful. Far more dangerous. Yeah, and and she had the option to either use her powers to save her own life or not do anything. And died. And they both died. And in that dimension, they both died. And in some instances, <coughs> it drove Mark. It drove Mark crazy because it was so it rare. For, and yeah. Angstrom says, like in several dimensions, you're the you're, reason you're evil. And a lot of the reasons are either because your fa- his family and the Viltrumites raising him differently. Or because of you dying. Right. So, yeah. Really, really good. And and this is when Eve kind of, like, starts to use her power of, and, like, logic. Yeah, and she in, well, in this. she says several times, she's like, you think I wouldn't, you think knowing that I would do the same? Angstrom calls her out on that and says, yeah, right. I, I do. Yeah, you die again. But, um, meanwhile, Mark is still fighting that crazy uh, alternate version when Mohawk Mark... Uh, shows up to save him says that you know that guy's crazy yeah i helped eat the other ones but blah 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 the first one yeah the first one yeah i helped eat the first one but but he was crazy and everyone hated him and he needed to go so this is what bill was talking about when when we see even angstrom again um oh god this scene is so good she says um you know, I know what happened to, you know, you, you know, like Mark told me. And he's like, oh, you mean uh, disrupting the machine and turning me into this a freak? This is where you get and so she's much like, stuff. No, you ordered, you removed the helmet. You, you, you saved, stopped even, it yourself. You saved Mark's life. Yeah, you, you, you saved him. By taking yourself out of the machine and you made yourself he's, crazy. Yeah, and he, he says, he said, I caused the explosions? Lies. And um, and then and, she, and she says, says you had a thousand different dimensions. You don't think me- minds. some of your memories could have gotten inter- intertwined, like, interlinked, and, and, and you and, and you could have gotten something mixed up? Mark isn't the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. And then he, he stops and thinks about it. And then she's like, you killed my boyfriend. And he said, not yet, I haven't. And she said, no. She says, no, not my Mark, ex-boyfriend. My ex-boyfriend. You fucking loved Rex. this, didn't you? God, it's so you good. You loved it. He I was, loved it. He was never the nicest guy. <laughs> he was never the nicest guy, but... Uh, he was a part of my life. He was familiar to me. We grew up together. He taught me so much, and I'll never get to talk to him again because of this you. So you took him from me. Good. You brought those evil invincibles into this dimension, and he gave his life to stop them. I'll never forgive you for that. And then she goes on to say, did I focus on that? Did I hunt you down? Did I <sighs> run into different dimensions and hide? Did I make it my life's mission to make you pay? And Angstrom says, you're more than welcome to. And she's like, no, that would be stupid. I have better things to do. She is such a badass. This is this this has to be my favorite Eve moment in the series. This is so good. Mm-hmm. She's so Logic. awesome. She's just, she says, she's, yeah. yeah. My, she says, that when Mark gets back here and defeats you, I'll get back to my life. And I'll have his baby and we'll live ha- happily ever after. My reward for not focusing on revenge. Do you ever stop and consider what you could be accomplishing if you stop blaming Left where him you would be. fucking oh, speechless. God, she bitch all, pleased him so bad. With all of the knowledge of all the different dimensions, what he could have accomplished. And he, yeah. He hasn't done anything with it. It's so good. And his face there. Oh. He pretty much accomplished what he originally wanted. He he wanted, you know, all the knowledge from all the different yeah. um, angstroms from all the different dimensions. Yeah. He got what he wanted and didn't do, didn't do anything with it. So, um, 
Meanwhile, the fight with the other um, marks is going on. The the Mohawk mark kills the other one brutally, just punching him, yelling at you. You made me do it. You were the worst of us, kind of blaming him for what happened to all of them. Um, a portal opens up. Mark and flies through it. Mark flies through. Immediately starts attacking Angstrom. So does no, no, Mohawk no. Mark. Mohawk Mark does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Mohawk and... Mark comes through behind Mark and immediately attacks Angstrom Levy and says, uh, I was supposed to get access to other dimensions I could conquer that could that could add to my uh, empire. empire yeah now my empire is in shambles so Eve uh, encourages them to stop and listen to Angstrom Angstrom apologizes he says I, 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 I'm not a saint um, but I had a plan and I lost my way all their information the, the wires got crossed and Mark's like wires got crossed and Angstrom says this you're dangerous ruthless evil in so many dimensions i believe that says a lot about your nature it should concern you and we get a great you know a great panel of mark's eyes taking that in and um Angstrom says Angstrom says i'm sorry i'm sorry for the pain i've i've caused the lives i've took i surrender i've earned whatever punishment and then he opens up another dimension for mohawk mark and says for you your home dimension awaits mohawk mark says you know what and takes Angstrom and flies through that dimension, saying, we know how to deal with his kind from where I'm from. And Mark and Eve kiss. Um, this is huge, though. Like, uh-huh. this, I mean, our, Angstrom has been such a huge villain in this series. And he just realized, like, oh, shit, I fucked up. Like, he's <laughs> yep. he's kind of not redeemed himself, but in a we way, had, we haven't had anything with like us, this. he's redeemed himself. Yeah, we've, with we've, the had no, we've had, uh, other than Nolan. Other, okay. other than yeah. Nolan, and that's a pretty big, like, example. But this was... I mean, Angstrom is is a bad guy. Like, he's been nothing but a bad guy. For, and Eve, like, spent two pages. For almost 100 issues. And just laid so much fucking knowledge on this In guy. In one issue. And just... Yeah. yeah. And laid it out. Like, laid it out. Like, laid it out. Especially because it is so true. Whereas mm-hmm. Nolan, it's very complicated with his with his origin and with, yeah. the, with all that. And Who turning he is. And that. With yeah. this guy, it's like, no, listen. You, you This isn't right. I mean, I guess it's a lot like Powerplex. You're misinformed. This yep. isn't the truth. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is more complicated, though. The, the reason why I like this is because Angstrom threw in a lot of stuff from the other dimensions, talking about, like, how you oh, yeah, were yeah. pregnant in other yeah. dimensions, and, and you you died, and then how sh- how Eve was like, listen, you have m- many other memories going through your head. How do you know that? Like, because we never thought about that. We never yeah. thought about how we just thought, like, he got confused, but we didn't think about the, the possibility of him... Like focusing on other memories yep. from those other dimensions. It's so smart, so smart. <coughs> then he looks at uh, Mohawk, Mo- Mohawk Mark, and he says, uh, "For you, your home dimension awaits." And he starts opening up a portal. And then Mohawk Mark says, "You know what?" He says, uh, "We know how to deal with your kind, where I'm from." And he grabs him and he takes him through the portal. And mm-hmm. then the portal closes behind him. Yep. Um, even Mark kiss, and um, they say they know what to do. They call in uh, Rex. And uh, Mark says, you know, you've done this before. You, you know how to gen- you, you'll be able to generate the portals he does because he's unable to find uh, the signal. And Rex says, if I recall your counter, it took my counterpart nearly 15 years to find you. Is it that important to you? Uh, and he says, he's out there. I still have to find him. And they are, of course, referring to issue 34, which is also another really cool callback. So, <clears throat> all right. Issue 105. Awesome cover. I believe that it was used as a print um that all these cells yep um cool opening issue um a, a, a great use of um rex 
He's talking to like five different people doing five different things. He says, Actioneers, do this. Best Tiger, do that. Samson, throw the bomb to me. I can catch it. I can get it away enough for, to cause the explosion. I'll be ready to leave in 20 minutes, Amanda. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. Yeti, duck. All I can, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's, he's constantly he's talking. All these yeah. different fights. He's doing his Rex thing. Yeah. And his um, robot thing. Sorry. Yeah. And, um, He's talking to Invincible, and there's this awesome two-page spread of Invincible stopping a, a, a car full of guys with machine guns. Um, but yeah, he says that he's, he basically updates uh, Mark on the dimension, says that he's still working on it. Mark sends all the bad guys to jail. Um, Amanda and Rex um, leave to go out to dinner. Um, they talk about how his attention won't be divided um, amongst too many robots that he'll be able to focus on her, her tonight. Can we talk about Amanda's dress right now? Yeah. That's yes, it? That's all we're yeah. going to... We're just going to... Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. pretty skimpy. It is. I mean... She's excited to go out with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, back on the Viltrumite ship, <coughs> Nolan is ready to deal his punishment to Thrag. And this is crazy. Thrag releases his bonds, tells him, "You choose ex- I, I choose exile. Um, go find a place, find a corner of the galaxy uh, far from the coalition, uh, far from everything, and live. Know that we, you know, that we've changed, and you know that we are different now." Mm-hmm. And sends Thrag away. Think of how much would have changed if he had I was thinking as him. I was rereading it I was like man if, if only you could go back in time probably an unpopular opinion I hated that I thought it was very uncharacteristic of Nolan to do that um I mean even if Thrag did exactly what Nolan told him to do go off 12 galaxies over and find another place to live Wherever Thrag goes, he's going to cause destruction. If he finds another planet, he's going to take that over. So Nolan pretty much just damned a whole yeah, other Yeah, I, I get that race. he was trying to like, set an example by not I, killing. I don't like why that he not just, just let him why go. Why not just imprison him? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I know. Regardless. I, like I think he. I think he was... <clears throat> I think he didn't want to do it. I think he, to your point, Ryan, he was trying to show, like, unrest- unrestricted, like compassion you know what i mean and understanding of you like but it puts go. other lives we, at risk yeah and i feel like nolan's normally yeah more smarter we, than he, he went he went 150 percent when he really only needed to go 100 like he was like look at how yeah. good we yeah. can be yeah yeah well it was his fatal flaw um mark comes home be. yeah mark comes home to eve uh setting up the nursery they have a cute little scene together um she can't stand doing all the um all the instructions she can't stand not having powers um she talks to him about angstrom and she basically tells him to forget about it like don't 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 be him basically don't obsess over this there's so much going on with the baby and everything else that you should be attending to just do me a favor just stop like she like she she kisses him says glad that's settled now now finish my crib you know like that's it she wanted it to be done with um, no one tells Alan that he let Thrag go. Um, it's funny because it says 30 minutes ago. And he's like, wait a minute. Uh, weren't you taken prisoner? What's, what's going on? And then it says now. And he catches him up because last Alan knew uh, Thrag was still going. Like still had Out all there. those people. Mm-hmm. Like it was yeah. still. Yeah. And now he's the, the Grand Regent and he let Thrag go. Um, Alan is not happy about that. About letting Thrag go, yeah. Yep. Meanwhile, at dinner, Amanda's making small talk with Rex, and she brings up the interesting fact about how 
um, there are very few female superheroes. How does that happen? 50% <coughs> of people are female. Why is there not 50% female superheroes? He's and not really. She, it looks like he's really not paying attention. Yeah. Because uh, he's he's off somewhere else because he's you know there's so many things going on all at once. He's basically doing other things. Um, but then when she questions him about it, he he really was paying attention. But at the same time, yeah, he's not giving his full attention. They then talk a little bit about how difficult it was being back on Earth, and um, and she, you know, he says everything about it is difficult. The people, the social requirements, it's difficult for me. And she says because you're not in charge. And he says I ruled over an entire world. People worship me. I was important, Amanda, and now I'm not. So yeah, there is something there. There is there is that 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 feeling of wanting to be important. Um. Debbie and Nolan are back on um, uh, the moon. The moon. Are they on the moon? The moon. Yeah, they're on the yeah, moon. Yeah, the moon. They're on the moon. Mm-hmm. It's the moon. Yep. Um, they're talking a little about his decision to let Thrag go. Debbie makes a great reference to using the giant, the the, the ceremonial garb as a blanket. Um, then we see Mark and um, Eve. Eve in bed. Um, Cecil calls him in because now he works for him. He calls him. He goes and stops Gridlock. Um, oh, yeah. No one, says you wanna, no one says you want to moon it up. He says that you've been talking with, with Oliver too much. Yeah, and he, this shows, is, he shows up on Earth and he can't be there for long. So that's why they have to go to the moon. Because yeah. if anybody sees him, uh-huh. they you know, know Omni-Man's back. Yeah. This is one of the best scenes. Like one of the best discussions, like conversations in all of Invincible. I think about this one a lot. This one's so good. There's one coming up though. Ooh, this one's really good. this whole this whole trade. Well, anyways, um, he tells he he tells Mark about Thrag. Mark says, um, "I have the whole Vulture Empire under my command. Um, uh, I don't have the technology. I just want you to be safe. We show you matter discussion. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, they talk about how they Cecil can't hear if we talk this way. Um, Mark tells him that I'm not supposed to be telling you this, but Eve and I are having a baby. Um, Nolan says, that's great news. Congratulations. Um, and Mark says, can you help me? I mean, not be so scared. I'm worried I'm going to screw it up or that I'll get thrown into the future and miss its childhood or something. Like, how close. how crazy. Very close. Practically. we he gets uh, thrown into the, the past, past and moves. Exactly. Um, Mark says, were you, were you scared when mom was pregnant? And he said, no, I hadn't been affected by humans enough, humanity enough to be to be scared like that it was your arrival my connection to you and your mother that caused me to care and to love and mark says and since then no one says i've been scared every day of my life and you will be too like it's so good it's yeah. so good mark says great all right 106 uh the, battle beast. the cover is just uh, is mark and nolan arm wrestling First page is an alien race apologizing for oppressing their people. And Battle Beast is like, no, no, you're right about one thing. You're not going to oppress anyone ever again. Um, it's just Battle Beast fucking shit up like he does. Um, this is when we meet Thresha. Thresha swears herself to him and begs to come along with him. Um, I feel like this is Battle Beast's true introduction to the series Based as the on new where Battle he, Beast, yeah, not, yeah, because I yeah. mean, we've seen him here. And this there is in this the is past, Battle Beast like, 2.0. This is where like his yeah. fandom yeah. Yeah. started, yes. where people really started. But to, before like, he was like a cool little cameo. It's, yeah. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, and he's exactly. like, oh, I'm going crazy. I'm fighting. Now he's things. an established character. Now he's a character. Uh, is about to become an established character. Yep, and he's going around a space racer doing stuff. Um, <laughs> we've got the racer. we've got the uh, Mark and uh, Eve going to the moon. Um, 
and the whole argument slash discussion about wait you told you told your your dad I was pregnant. Debbie's like you're, Cecil you're, you're pregnant? pregnant. Wait, you told Cecil and not us. Yeah. What? Yeah, that whole thing, which is fun. Uh, we see Doc Seismic. He is underground, um, uh, and then he's attacked by lava. More about that soon. Uh, great scene with uh, Amanda talking to Pegasus. Um, and this is when Robot comes out of a secret, um, a secret room. And he says, uh, you weren't supposed to know about it. It was secret. Don't forget, I built this space station. I've got secret rooms all over the place. Is the meeting soon? soon? You came to get me? And then that's it. Like I feel like Amanda keeps like, she's being very adult because there, there are things that I feel like most people would get upset about. Like he's not giving her his him he wasn't giving her his full attention at dinner like he said he was going to and she just kind of like let it go he's got hidden rooms here and she just kind of lets it go she's not arguing about anything but i can i feel like she's holding things in i don't think she's being adult i think she's being naive i think she probably knows something's going on with him but she doesn't necessarily want want to believe it i think it's both though i think i she definitely doesn't know you know what's going on for sure to the extent at least but i feel like she comes off as like a little like why do you have secret rooms like she doesn't even come out and ask him that like she's just like kind of like yeah um it off. I the no awkward idea there were other the, uh, there. the awkward dinner between the graysons is, is continues and it's really funny um eve is concerned because of nolan knowing things he just recently tried to take over remember he used to, he, he kicked your butt not long ago and mark goes on to say you know if it happened now i'd probably be the one to kick his butt um and they said, well, there's only one way to, to, um, to, to find out. And they do, and they arm wrestle. And uh, Anissa shows up. She's watching. And um, uh, Mark notices Anissa watching and decides to basically throw the match. Which, do you think he would have beat him? Uh, I don't know. I do, you don't feel know? Like, you I think, feel like think Mark's stronger? I could... I don't know. I I would I would think that eventually Omni Man would have beat him, but I also feel like if it kept going, I could see like panels and panels and panels of them being there for hours and hours and days and days. Maybe it wouldn't go anywhere. I don't think he threw the match. I think that he was distracted. Like it literally like he was holding his own and then all of a sudden he said, Oh damn, like and it's in that no. second that he saw Anissa, yeah. No, I'm saying he wasn't distracted. He he even says, like right away, he says um, is your leadership of the Viltrumites dependent on you being the strongest? And Nolan says, no, that was the old way. And Mark says, oh, just curious. He was concerned oh, that if okay. he would have beat him, that Anissa would have been like, well, Mark's our leader because he is stronger. So. Good point. Um, we see. This uh, was nuts. Doc Seismic's face being burned off and some voice talking to him saying that, that you were chosen. And, uh, you know, this will be very painful, but you'll thank us for this. So he's being transformed into something. Um, we don't know if he's being transformed into something. Yeah, something's just happening to him. He's embedded in rock. Yeah, and, and his, his face and his being... face is burnt almost off, and then lava comes over him. Yeah, um, I love this moment of uh, Battleby's walking into the um, into the coalition head, headquarters, and Thresh is saying, "Hungry I am. Eat one of these, can I?" Pointing at one of those <laughs> aliens, and there's just that pause with Battle Beast. He's like, "No, no, no." Um, no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's what you hear. No, it's like a cat. No, no, don't do that. Okay. Anyways, he goes. <laughs> Jeez. He goes into a meeting with Alan. Alan says, um, uh, 
if I gave you the 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 location of a a, a Viltrumite and the trajectory in which he left with habitable planets along the way, would you think you'd be able to track one down? He's like, yeah, why? He says, former Grand Regent Thrag has been exiled. I want you to hunt him down and kill him. And then just that smile. And that panel right there. The that's the beginning. Last time. And Alan, the only fucking smart one in this book. What the fuck, man? <laughs> the, the panel, that panel right there is is very notorious Battle Beast. <laughs> yes. Yep. With the huge grin. Yep. All right. Issue 107. Two more to go. Sweet cover. Love this. Monax. Ember, Ember and Monax. Um, the, this starts with Volcana. Uh, talking. Volcanic? Wasn't it? I think it's a Volcana. I don't is know. It? Doc Seismic. Yeah. Uh, she is basically talking to the new Doc Seismic. Um, and she's just being, saying, like, you will help lead my forces as the king of the underworld. So, yeah. Um, it looks sweet. The character design is awesome on them. Yeah. It, I, I remember when I read this, I didn't necessarily know how I felt about it. Yeah. Because Doc Seismic, who's it's this old a, man, yeah. like this weird, you know, guy that could just like, you know, and now he's this fucking lava monster. Yep. Which is very strange. It is. Um, Donald uh, allows Amanda in to speak with Monax. Sweet. Full page, uh, splash page here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really good conversation, too. You're right. This is a really good one. Um, they talk more about how, like, Monax calling out robots, saying you actually believe him. You know, you really think that he didn't know that I existed. You don't think he kept it from you. Um, you know, <coughs> the things She's that he did. Do you lying. think he really came back from doing stuff like that? Like, She's saying you're lying. You, you, you're only saying things because uh, you want to hurt me. And he's like, no, like, seriously, like, he, he did all these things. He's known for this. Um, I watched my mother die right in front of me. Yeah, I love, I love how he keeps calling her father. It's so yeah. cool. Um, uh, cut to Rex saying that uh, there's um, that they're needed. There's an attack. Uh, great shot of Amanda running and saying, "Open the portal, I'm ready." And him opening up the portal as she's transforming into it, and it shows her come out the other side. And it's Volcana and um, Doc Seismic. Um, attacking with really cool monsters. Um, Volcanica. Volcanica. You're right. And so it's Volcanica and Seismic. He's just mm-hmm. referred to as Seismic now. Um, but yeah, they just end up fighting. He, Seismic says, I'm in my new form. I'll finally be able to kill you with my bare hands. Um, they basically beat him up. Uh, a monster, uh, Mark goes to kill one of the monsters. Someone flies through it, beats him to it. Uh, Volcanica and Seismic escape. Mark flies up into the sky, find out who did it. It was Anissa. Anissa, uh, Mark says, I saw you spying on me and my father. Are you trying to undermine him? And she says, I was spying on you. Not, I, I wasn't spying on your father. I was watching you. And she flies up to him, kisses him. He says, not cool. Uh, she says, funny, I didn't sense any resistance. Says, be seeing you and flies away. Oh man, yeah, the foreshadowing there is completely different than, like, because you're almost like, oh, is there going to be some sort of romance there? Oh, because she says I didn't notice resistance. Right. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I. I can't remember whether or not I thought there was more to that. Um, Marco's home. Um, let's see. He's still obsessing over Angstrom. And she's calling him, Eve calls him out on that. And he says, yes, I am still thinking about Angstrom. He can attack at any moment. Um, 
I, I, uh, Eve, I've killed him once already myself. He came back. He figured out a way to live. Um, I can't have this hanging over my head for the rest of my life. Um, and then we see Volcanica and Seismic saying next time they'll be ready. And I believe the Do issue ends. Do we ever see them again? From them? We see them one more time. Do we? Yep. So th- that does have it's a closure. In a, it's, in like, it's not really a closure. Oh, it's so just it's just a panel no of them being fought. There's a panel of them them being fought by guardians or someone, and Seismic getting cut in half. Mm. Whether or not that kills him in this state, we don't know. But yeah, not really much. The issue ends with um, Mark receiving a phone call from Robot, and Robot saying he found a way to open up the portal. And here we are. Issue 108. My favorite issue. Because this wasn't it's, your favorite because issue? Because it's the last? No. Are you saying I'm that just, because you know it's one of my you, favorite yeah, issues? Yeah, because you love Angstrom and he fucking... This, this is a, this is this a great is issue. probably my third favorite issue. Really? This is always the one that I talk mm-hmm. about a lot. I might like 109 more, but I haven't reread 109 in a while, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited for the next reread. I, this like, one is fucking God, nuts. 109, dude. Mm-hmm. Everything in 109. Yeah. Jeez. Or, or one, I'm sorry, volume 20. <coughs> All right. <clears throat> it starts with um, Mark and Robot about to go through the portal. Mark Wait. and Eve. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. I go have ahead. something I wanted to talk about at this. Say it. So, Say it. Um, I'm just going to read what... Um, what Rex is saying here. Uh, he's talking to Mark about going to another dimension. He, he found where Angstrom is and, and he wants to take him there. Mm-hmm. And he says, I want you both to listen to this. The device I've built will generate a field that will alter our frequency when we pass through it, similar to how Angstrom's powers work naturally. I've chosen this orbiting space station as our exit point because I will shift dimensions. We will shift dimensions without changing our location. Low orbit, low orbit is the safest option of a place where nothing is built where we could accidentally phase into it. What does it sound like? Oblivion song. They said that they, he said that he worked on Oblivion song for three years before it was released. It matches up. I bet he was thinking about Oblivion Song around this time. He was building that idea, I bet. That is straight up Oblivion Song science right there. I mean, Angstrom's powers is Oblivion Song science. It's teleporting to another dimension and holding your position. Yes, but how he's describing, I want to do it in space. Therefore, there's nothing that we could... So... there's nothing so they we know can exactly we can where we're going to be. I mean, that's what Angstrom not, says, though. Like, just, oh, I marked this because <clears throat> I know I don't want to phase into the middle of a wall. Not just phase into, but where he knows where he's going to be. You know what I mean? So they don't have to change locations, he says. You know what I mean? So whatever location he's at in this dimension is the location he's going to be at in the next dimension. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think that's very much like Angstrom Powers, though. Oh. And then he maybe. says he says we're going we're going to go They've into space. That way that for, for we could fly power. down. Yeah, they have. Like, literally, like, he marks a spot uh, where his car is so he knows that that's where his car is. He's like, oh, here's the X. And that's how he goes. He knows that his position won't change across the dimensions. I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Pretty sure it was in the first. I don't remember that. Ones. You don't remember that either? Maybe I'm making but it the up. But the timeline Are you talking about before he got his powers? Perfectly. Before he got his, like, before he got his gigantic brain? Yes. Okay. Oh Maybe yeah, because then he because then he would know where everything is. Yeah. But before, because he didn't know what it was in those other dimensions, right. he had to go to a specific spot, yeah, so he didn't point right. through a wall. Yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, after Rex explains that to Invincible, um, Eve tells Mark, she's like, Mark, this isn't necessary. <coughs> Mark says, Eve, Eve, please, not again. Um, he's, Eve says, before it's too late, we need to do this. Like, um, yeah, another story. That's what I'm worried about. Rex and Amanda went into the Flax on Dimension. They didn't come back for months and they aged seven years where they were. Uh, this Leaf says this could be even worse than that. You just never know what could happen. You'd be stuck there forever. Mark says, we've been over this. And Eve says, I have a feeling. A bad feeling? Is Am I really supposed to put a lot of stock into that? This conversation, this, this whole... this conversation is like the... Gives you that feeling like... I mean, there have been arguments, obviously, previous in the series. But this is the first one where you're like, oh, shit. Like Mark and, Mark and Eve have had disagreements, but not like this before. This really felt like, oh, shit... Mom and dad are Mom and dad are fighting, are fighting mm-hmm. and not only fighting, but like kind of having some issues. Like shit's getting real. Like this is brutal. Even the things that Mark said, he he kind of belittled her superhero experience. Yeah, by she, saying he you says have you've never, never dealt fought... with anything that I've dealt with. Yeah, like, you've never dealt with anything like this. You've never fought anyone. Uh, never done anything world threatening and she's like did you forget conquest conquest did, did you forget that i was oh i never forgot fought the sequids in space yeah. like she's like i've been here i've i've dealt with this too um and he's like yeah it's 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 not on the same level um he says and that's why i think this scares you because you've never dealt with anything like what i've done um yeah they uh she such says, a bad fight. She says you're it's, obsessed and he goes, yeah, I'm obsessed with keeping you safe. Uh, obsessed with stop stopping people stop who want to kill you and our baby, our family. Are you yeah. crazy? Back the hell up and think about the danger that is out there and how close I am to being able to stop it. What the hell has gotten into you? Is it hormones? But he's I, like screaming when he's saying You'll this. thank me for what I'm doing. You'll see. And she slaps him across the face mm-hmm. and she says. With her, with her hand, with the hand with the ring on it. Yeah. It's very, she says, don't be so sure. Have fun. Oh, God. That's, that was, that's a tough and and knowing that scene now, do you guys remember an issue? Was it one thirty three? One thirty three? Uh, the end of all things, part one. Yeah. One thirty. One thirty three. Either way, uh, yeah, the the fight up above um, Oliver's funeral, uh, and her saying, "You obsess over things. You 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 rush into things head on. You don't think about things <coughs> think, think things through. Like this is this is a boiling point that is a defining character trait." For Mark, that is becoming like an issue, and that yeah. she's noticing, and this mm-hmm. is someone who's the closest to him that is pointing it out, and we're gonna see it. This fight, I mean, it's the last time. I mean, do you guys remember the next time they talk? Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is holy yeah. shit. Like, like she doesn't talk to Mark for years, and we'll talk about that in the next in the next trade. Mm-hmm. But no, not years. Sorry, several months. Yeah. Several months. Six months. Like she, she. I want to say he's it, gone. I want to say it was six he's months. gone after this. After a fight like this, and then disappears. Yeah. So, robot says, "All right, let's go." But Mark that was has her, this, this this last look. That was her worry, and the reason why she didn't want him to go is because, again, she didn't want him to, you know, go into a dimension like uh, Nolan always did, and then miss her childhood, which was a worry of both of theirs. Yeah, I like how Rex says she's not happy about this, huh? And he's like, "You always were a genius." That is just the bickering that they have, kind of. Um, I love this panel of Mark looking back as yep. they step through the portal. And they come out on space. Rex says, look. Uh, and there's several Viltrumite ships. Not just one command ship, but like eight. 
Um, Mark says that's not good. They fly down to the planet's surface. Um, they say their power center appears to be in Washington, D.C. They should go there. Mark says, I'll go, keep the device, I'll, you know, hide, I'll come back. Uh, and then you hear, face me. And you turn around, and it's Conquest standing there. Accompany oh back God. to the Citadel, or I'll kill you both. Please resist. Yeah. They fly to the Citadel, which is the Pentagon. Uh, they walk in, and... Um, Conquest says, we detected these two entering orbit. It would appear Thrag's rebels have sent a negotiator. So in this dimension, Thrag is the, the rebel. It's cool that the Pentagon, it still says the Pentagon, but the it has the Viltrumite symbol the all around, all it, and it's yeah. like much taller. And, mm-hmm. yeah. So do you think that when Thrag found out that uh, Mark was the rightful heir to Argyll, you know, he overthrew him, and Thrag is the one that's the rebel because... Yeah. He was thrown All out. All he wants to do is rule. Yeah. That's what he wants. Um, so, yeah, we got this this, this panel of uh, Mark and all the alternate Eves, um, or Which, at least Eve lookalikes. I um, think they did a play on this uh, for, for Rick, Rick and, Morty. and Morty. They did, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love how he goes up to Mark and says, I lost someone close to us. I'm sure you know who. who. It's hard to fill the void. Um, so, yeah, he says, uh, he, Mark says that he's here to check up on Angstrom. Um, uh, and uh, at one point, uh, Mohawk Mark says, um, uh, I recall my interaction with all the alternate Invincibles. We really quite a terrible bunch, are we? aren't we? Aren't we? And you see Robot looking at Mark. And then they go down into the chamber where they're keeping Angstrom. And I, he says, I told you I knew how to d- deal with his kind here. Um, he promised me, promised me assistance, but, uh, he, he was refusing to help. So my scientists are going to cut it out of him. I'm only keeping him alive until they succeed. Um, and Mohawk Mark says, see that reaction. Cause Mark's like shocked. He's like, I, I, I can't get a read on you, man. You, you came here to make sure he was dead, right? Or kill him yourself. And Mark says, I wasn't going to torture him. Um, it's and, crazy though. Like the chains are holding from his brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this. This had to have been nuts his, to draw. His teeth, like between his mouth. Yeah. He's just got random like things like going through just his arms him. and yeah. Yeah. Pipes. Oh, that's a. That looks like a Viltrumite symbol cut into him. It is. Oh no shit. Ugh. Never noticed that. Ugh. Um. But anyways, Mohawk Mark goes on to talk about how <laughs> when I was stranded in that other dimension before we started eating each other, we talked a lot about what turned us. You know, a lot of times it was our fathers or or Eve dying, or that kind of stuff. Um, you haven't. Uh, I'm guessing that hasn't happened to you yet. You haven't yet realized how different you are from the people of this planet, how stupid it is for you to waste any time protecting them uh, when they could be worshiping you. What was it Angstrom said? That he was surprised so few of us were good? That was it. That's it. Turning point. Yeah. Robot sends out his little signal. Both of them drop to their knees. He says, I'm really sorry, but I, I see now that I have to do this. He kills the doctors launches an orb into the, the mouth of Mohawk Mark that burrows down into his esophagus and explodes out his, his neck. Oh, crazy. And Rowan says, oh, good, it worked. Mark says, why? And he says, in a second, first, Angstrom. Cuts off Angstrom, said, says, there, that's done. And he says, what you're experiencing is the sonic level, blah, blah. He, t- he talks about he, the equilibrium. He chopped Angstrom's head off. Yeah, like fucking. This is fucking nuts. Yeah, this whole scene is and, it, and just in a panel, just like like everything that's happening in in these two pages. Like Angstrom Levy just Levy. Angstrom oh, Levy. Oh, we haven't been doing it. Oh, oh no, we've I'm been, sorry. We've been levying it up. I've been this saying entire Angstrom. Time. I don't think I, that was the first time I said. Uh, I Levy. I definitely said Levy. Um, 
he was a main character in this in this series, and he got his fucking head chopped off. That's, yeah. that's fucking huge. Yeah. Um, Mark says, please just turn it off. We can talk. And R- Robot says, you really think I'm that stupid? Uh, you've known me long too long to think that. Uh, we have a long history, but I've I've learned a lot in the Flaxon dimension. Monster and I were there a lot longer than we let on. Uh, I was concerned uh, people might grow suspicious if they knew the truth. Simply put, I have big plans and you don't fit into them. I was worried I'd have to kill you, but I didn't want to have to do that. Leaving you here seems like a better option uh, because you'll never allow me to do what I have to do. It's funny, though, uh, as against what you were doing with Dinosaurus, uh, it was mostly because it conflicted with my plans. It really is the most forward thinking you've ever been. It impressed me. Uh, but seeing your potential here, no, only one of us can rule. When this portal closes, the signal will cease and you'll be fine. It was a very low range, so even the events that transpired in this room are unknown to those outside. You should have plenty of time to figure something out, but I'd hurry. Mark says no, and the portal closes. And he's, and Mark looks around and says, holy fuck. Um, that is one of the most insane Single endings. Issues. Endings of, yeah. like, if, if... I don't... If, okay, I were, if I were reading this trade paperback to trade paperback, and it were to end with that, and I didn't have another one to go out and buy, like, I would, it would drive me nuts. Yeah, it would drive me fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine having like not, not, uh, not having that. I mean, these days, I mean, we did. Mm. We, yeah. went, we, we went months, one, or at least a month. Oh man! Yeah. At least people these days either have the next trade or they can just buy it online. Mm-hmm. So. That does it for the rereader. We'll be back next month with uh, volume 20. Five more. Five more of these. And we will have reread all of Invincible. Uh, I'm excited for the next one, though. I love issue 109. Issue 110 is the controversial one. That'll mm-hmm. be interesting. But then other than that, all the robot stuff, then that's going to be fun to reread. Um, some quick stuff before we wrap it up. Um, we saw Sonic. The Hedgehog movie. I enjoyed it. Did, it was fun. Did you see it, TJ? No. I thought no? you saw it. <coughs> no, I didn't see it. You should. It was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I watched all three really John Wicks while I was sick. John Wick sick. I uh, enjoyed them very much. Still haven't seen three. Oh, you saw one and two, though? I saw one and two with Bill. Yeah. I thought they were good. Yeah. They were decent. I thought you've seen the best of them, but three's still very good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think they may be a little overrated, too, but I think they were still good. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I think they're the. I think it. I think it defines a generation in I, terms of action movies. So does Fast and Furious, and that's what I think. Fuck of, that. That's Fast what. And Furious. That's what I think of for John Wick. I think it's it's the Fast and Furious of like gun movies. Mm. It's crazy. I mean, not that it's bad. It's it's good, and I like the story. And but it's it's like crazy shit that could never happen. I, I compared it to Fast and Furious. I don't think it's quite the same. Mm. I think it's. I, Again, you got you're comparing like eight, nine movies or whatever to yeah. ten movies to three, but I can see John Wick going that direction. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll get we can get into yeah. that. We can yeah, spend yeah. hours on that. Um, otherwise, um, yesterday was the second anniversary of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and I figured that, that was a good time to start playing it. So yesterday, I took the day off of work, not to, to do this, but I I, had, <laughs> I took yesterday off because I hadn't had a day off in a while. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start playing Breath of the Wild because I still haven't played it. And I played like 10 hours of it. And it was very good. I enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to keep playing that. Um, otherwise, uh, comics, White Knight. We already talked about it. You guys talked about it on your thing. Um, it's it's amazing. It's so good. I can't wait for the last issue of this of this arc. Um, 
one thing I said to Ryan via text message was, this is, it's making me remember why I fell in love with Batman. It is like, very it, 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 batman it, it, Again, it's... Which, it's, which, by the way, I do really like uh, Pattinson's Batmobile. I think it looks awesome. Robert and Pattinson, his, and you could see the batman full bat movie. suit, too, yeah. with the cape, and it looks fucking awesome. I'm, I'm happy with it. I think it looks um, really cool. I try to be positive when it comes to it, and I... I yeah, I'm really liking I, it. I really like a lot of things on the Batsuit, but I hate the collar, like the Dracula fucking collar. I don't like that at all. That's in White Knight. I don't like... Yes, but I think it looks Is good it? with... Yeah. yeah, he's got that. Yeah. yeah. Sean Gordon Murphy's Batman has it. I've always kind of liked Even the Batmobile is kind of Sean Gordon Murphy. Yeah. I don't like... I don't like that on Robert Pattinson, and I don't like the um, lines on his... Um, on the forearms? Arms? Well, some on people think that, like that that's all. like um, those, they sure shoot out kind of, like yeah. projectiles. I just don't like the way yeah. it Oh, looks. interesting. Um, and then the Batmobile and the motorcycle, for that matter. It looks very... They both look very 50s. The yeah. back of the Batmobile looks like fucking nuts. Yeah. It looks mm-hmm. awesome. The, the I front, hope that I it has a style. I, like I hope Gotham has a style. Like I hope If it they're feels... doing it like that, then cool. Yeah. Remember how futuristic but retro the animated yes. series was? <laughs> yeah. I, I think if it, like, if the it animated series is, is of... its own thing. Like, you don't know what generation it takes place in because it's it's still kind of current whilst but being... But Dark Knight is, like, old... just Chicago. Yeah. Like modern-day Chicago. And, and I think that... Which, I... it, it's, it's good for its what it is. This has, this has the potential to create what the animated series did mm-hmm. for... And that's me being very, like, optimistic. Hype, yeah, like, hype. very optimistic. But... I, I fucking love Matt Reeves. I I have the utmost... Never in a million years, if if 15 years ago you said, Bill, one of your favorite movies of all time is going to be fucking Planet of the Apes, I'd be like, you're stupid. <laughs> you are dumb. And he did it. He Matt fucking, Reeves is amazing. And yeah. I'm sure he's going to do a good job, but I just don't... I can't see it right now with all the villains that are in yeah. this movie and like I know. how they're all big big actors. Avengers. Like, Avengers. Oh we did, we couldn't understand days, how Avengers I feel were. like I feel like years ago it it I'd be concerned as well, but like back in um like X Men Two kind of days, you know, yeah. like it just they were just figuring it out. But these days, I feel like they know they know how to do it. So, so. they but, but they also know how to do it wrong. Like we've seen things after Avengers that were done wrong, like Suicide Squad. You can't use Avengers. Justice League. Because Avengers had like how many movies yeah. to build up to it? Yeah, to I know, but, characters. but you don't necessarily need. Like you know who the penguin, you know who all the villains are. Yeah, I hope know? they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't. Hope and it's I, just yeah, and I just I don't necessarily. Is it believe still Arkham that... like they originally said? No, God, I don't think so. Been cool. No. Uh, so, Watchmen though did did so for Watchmen. Yeah. Would you want a season two? If you had, if you got the choice, like we're gonna renew, based on what you say next. I don't. I feel like right after it finished, I was like, "Ooh, I want, I want more." But then the more I thought about it, I was like, "No, like I want it. I want that nice, complete I ending. Think it's a very solid ending." And, it was, and they did say they're not doing more. Like, I, <coughs> did I'm they happy. say that officially? Yeah. yeah, I thought I saw an article I'm saying that it was sure. still in question. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure they said that. That Maybe. they that. Um, my my thought on a season two is that I felt like season one was so smart and involved with all the different things that yep. came together i don't think that they could keep that going i know i know i i'm, I'm good without it there being more but i loved it um uh, right that does it uh we're gonna wrap it up here this is another long episode uh 
Remember, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, or online at theinvinciblepodcast.com. Thank you all for listening. The outro song uh, this episode is by our friend Wyatt Lane. You can find his music over on um, Twitter uh, and iTunes, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, I was saying he's at, he's at Wyatt Lane um, on Twitter. Otherwise, uh, this song is called Nameless. This is actually the last song on his um, album for 2019, where he did one song every month, just like in 2018. Uh, the album is called Reach Out. This song is called Nameless. Thank you, Wyatt. Um, that does it for us, guys. Thank you. Uh, keep an eye out. Hopefully, we'll be doing something in the meantime before our next episode of the podcast. But otherwise, thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to us for four years. It's a pretty wow. big, and pretty many, big milestone for many us. Many more to come. Yep. Excited sure. for the next year of Invincible. If you wanna reach out, reach out. We're moving. No, We're moving. not quite. Not quite. Okay. Bye. 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 sir that song gets stuck in my head once in a while for like days and (laughs) you wanna be free be free cause there's a million things to be you know that there are